The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Hello, this is Zack Sabre Jr., New Japan Cup winner 2018. And you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style with my mates. Enjoy. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get-go, boy Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your hosts, Jeremy Donovan And the young boy, Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style The ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network Jeremy Donovan here with the Statman, Chris Samson. On today's show, we'll review the first three nights of the 2022 New Japan Cup and cover all this news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing and following the Social Suplex Podcast Network or keeping a strong style on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts over at socialsuplex.com. Check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong style t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and clicking on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong style logo. This episode is brought to you by the NJPW EXT, the only browser extension for njpwworld.com with features like dark mode. Improved translations and layouts, custom and share plus synchronized viewing parties, and much, much more. It takes NJPW World to the next level. You can visit njpwext.us today for details. And like I said, the intro here with Chris Samson. He's filling in for the young boy this week. Unfortunately, young boy had a couple losses in the family this past week. So keep him in your thoughts and prayers this week. But very grateful for for Chris for. Two weeks in a row coming coming on and stepping in. We call that a streak, Jeremy. <laughs> Here we go. It's I'm channeling my channeling my inner Josh. I am uh, not in my typical studio uh, space. I'm coming to you from my kitchen, so I'll be sure to not mute my microphone as I wander around my home. <laughs> and I will open many cans of liquid death 
uh, while uh, unmuted, and I will uh, create lots of miscellaneous plosives. So um, <laughs> that's that's an honor of Josh, but I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to sub in as always, and uh, you know we got some New Japan Cup to talk about. So let's just keep it going. Yeah, no, it's funny. Last week at the end of the show, you're like, I don't care what you recommend you match you guys watch or not, because I'm not going to be here. Well, <laughs> joke's on you. You're, you're here. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to think back. Like, when you asked me to do this, what, late yesterday, I was like, ah, shoot. Now I got to watch that match, um, which was not, uh, was not a problem. Because, um, well, there's been a lot of really good wrestling over the past, uh, what, three days or so? And, yeah. Uh, you know, what's one, what's one more match? Yeah, I was in Orlando. We uh, got yeah. an Airbnb with uh, some social guys. There was like six or seven of us in, uh, in one house. And uh, we went to Rampage, Revolution. And in between that, literally all we did all day was watch wrestling between New Japan and NOAA and Stardom and, you know, uh, All Japan. Like, we were sort of st- running through everything. It was insane. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, how was um, how was Revolution live? It seemed like the crowd got a little tired uh, towards the tail end. There was a lot of good stuff on that show. Yeah, it was an, it was an awesome show. So glad I went. Yeah, great show to watch live. But yeah, I do think overall, I mean, it was really hot in there. Um, mm-hmm. Like Rampage felt great because you know it was a smaller crowd for Rampage. It was probably like three thousand, four thousand for Rampage. People were spread out. It was a little bit cooler in there. Then Revolution, it was jam-packed to the gills. I mean, there was an empty seat in the house, so it was really hot, and, yeah, people were getting tired towards the end. I think the dog collar match took a lot out of people just emotionally and excited, and so then Britain Thunder came on, and, yeah, people, people you know, were there cheering for Britain Thunder, but, I mean, the match wasn't all that, and then people were tired from the dog collar match, and, and we saw a ton of great wrestling, but, you know, by the time the main event came around, I felt like people were kind of, back on it and really enjoyed that matchup as well so yeah not a no big uh new japan stuff on the on the revolution show right nothing nothing really affecting yeah no, there, no so. uh jay white appearance and people were right. speculating that with the whole you know trying to appease cole and the bucks that he might pop up and help either the bucks sure. or cole but yeah he wasn't nowhere to be found yeah well jay white jay white's appearance in AEW continues to just be uh tony khan making sure that he's compliant with his own rules i guess so yeah but it was a good show and then uh you know shortly thereafter we had another good show with a great main event with yishi and shingo so tons of tons and tons and tons of good wrestling there's some good new japan stuff on the horizon too so um yeah the the wrestling is good and uh, you know wrestlemania right i mean it's coming <laughs> Yeah, you know that's a that's a thing people seem to like. Stone Cold Kevin Owens talk show. Can't wait to uh, you know log on to Peacock to watch that. Log on to the <laughs> cock. Yes. Yeah. No, there might be some good stuff on WrestleMania. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. There'll be something on WrestleMania. Something will happen. Yeah. Well, uh, let's dive into this New Japan Cup, man. We had the first uh, three nights this past week, so. Well, we'll start at the beginning here. Uh, night one, we had all tournament matchups on this night, a uh, full card of uh, eight singles matches. Uh, so let's, let's go through them real quickly, talk about the results, or anything that we liked about these uh, matchups here. So uh, night one c- kicked off with Ashima representing Glate and the Stronghearts, who's accompanied with, of course, Lindemann um, and T-Hawk. And they defeated Takamichi, he defeated Takamichi Noku nine minutes and 48 seconds. I love seeing Shima in New Japan. I think that um, I think that it's a, this is a really interesting path for him. So 
Um, and I think the match was fun with Taka. You know, I, I expected Shima to win. I think they're going to treat Shima like um, an outsider star, you know, in, in, in some ways at least, and, and maybe in a big way, which I think we'll talk about as we go through the rest of the tournament and what that looks like. But this was a good, this was a good showing. And like the strong hearts are over, like people like them. They react to them when they come through. Um, I think that, I think there's something there. Like, I don't know that they're there permanently, if they're always going to be this kind of outsider ish group. Um, but this was a, this was a fun match, a great way to kick off the tournament. And yeah, I like to see the outsider plus the, I don't know what is Taka an outsider. He's like an outsider insider. At this uh, point. I think he's kind of back in now, back in the fold. Yeah, right. Seems like he's just a full timer now. So, but you know, good to good to see him in a singles match for the first time in a in a pretty long time in New Japan. So, um, yeah, this this was fun overall. Like, and just right off the bat, I want to say I love shows that are just all tournament matches. Like, yeah. it takes me back to these 2012, 2013, or whatever G1 matches that are just like ten g1 tournament matches just like people going nuts like just big big shows fewer big shows which was the strategy back then and um this was a really fun way to kick off the tournament with eight big you know first round matches so but yeah um yeah love to see shima curious where we're headed um i've got my eye on him as we as we progress here for the next couple of matches yeah, it's a really fun matchup. Like you mentioned, you know, with Shima kind of being treated as that top outsider, you, you think back to guys like Marafuji, related runs in like G1 and stuff like that. He's being you know, protected so far. Like, yeah, there is an excitement with him and the, the strong hearts there. And, you know, Taka, he, he's rocking the blue. And, you know, when he, he busts out the blue, he's, you know, he's going to be serious, Taka. And, yeah, fun little, you know, sub 10 minute match here, almost 10 minutes, and good little back and forth sequence. Shima picking up the win. Uh, with uh, the Meteora, and he's just so lightning fast, even for his age. And like you mentioned, with them, you know, being so popular, you know, those guys have literally pretty much been in every promotion in Japan at some point. So no matter what city or what part of Japan you are, you've probably seen the Strong Hearts at some point, and they're super entertaining, super charismatic, and just they're great wrestlers. Um, so, and, you know, people have been complaining that there was no outsider, so Shima's like that one, like, shining you know hope here in this this tournament for something different and got that so far here with Taka and yeah I'm really interested to see how deep he gets in the tournament yeah and I was gonna say that I mean New Japan has always thrived on bringing in outside talent um for I guess I don't want to say like one shots but like long shorter longer term runs if that makes any sense right like mm -hmm. even if you look at Moxley right like Moxley his is when he came in and then did the G1, like that was one big block of Moxley. And now he just kind of dips his toe in as he gets the opportunity to, or hopefully, hopefully he will soon again. And like, that's where new Japan always has gotten some, some better energy or some new energy. And this is kind of a version of that just kind of uh, domestically. Yeah. So I would like to see this happen more. But I know that the relationships with a bunch of different promotions in Japan are, are complicated to say the least. So right, and it also we, we don't we don't know what's going to happen with Glate. I mean, they're they're not you know sure. bringing in big money. I don't know exactly their financials and who's backing them. But I mean, at some point, like I don't know how sustainable Glate is going to be, and so that might be a situation where Strong Hearts now they got their toes in New Japan. They're familiar. Glate goes down, and um, yeah, you know, Abari's like, hey, come on on, come on in. <laughs> 
Right. They've diversified. Right. Yeah. So and good, good on them. I mean, like they're some of the last true freelancers in Japan at a high level, at least that you see bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's an interesting role in the, you know, pro wrestling lexicon of, of Japan. So it's it is cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I looked at this tournament and my biggest question mark still is, is Shima. So, and, and how we proceed going forward, does he get the Marafuji treatment and win and knock out Okada, right? Mm. As we go through, because that's the path he could be on. So um, that's the big burning question for me. I think if I had a choice and we, I think we talked about it last week, like I thought that that was, um, that was maybe the way to go. And I, I think I still think that after seeing the crowd reaction to him uh, for this night one match. Yeah. So then following that, we had Yoshihashi defeating Tomioka Hanma nine minutes and 45 seconds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it happened. Um, yeah, there wasn't, there's not much to say about that. I mean, Hanma looks good, to be honest. Um, he looks fit. Um, for for a man who can hardly move his head, but um, and Yoshihashi, you know he's got a little swagger in him right now yeah. with the IWGP Tag Tag Championships. He's he's come into his own, and we've you know we've talked about that at length every time I'm on the show. Like he's um, he's a player, right? He's a great mid card guy now. Um, so you know, obviously we expected Yoshihashi to to take the win here, and that's what happened. Yeah, and again, another good little matchup here. Um, also, kind of a, a similar story of, you know, Hanma going for the Kakeshi and trying to fight until he can finally get that. And I think towards the end here, Hanma was on a little bit of a run um, going for the, and then he went for, like, the rock, the Rocket Kokeshi. That's when Yoshiashi moved and kind of got back in control and then ended up hitting um, the, the karma on him. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think that, I think that was the finish. Yeah, so yeah, he hit the karma on him. Yeah, because it was a nasty. I remember it being nasty because you know, I'm always worried about Hanuma's neck, and yeah, he dropped him like right on his head with that karma. So Hama takes a lot of like Last of the Dragon and Made in Japan and Karma, which are pretty much the same move, right? Like right, he yeah. takes a lot of those like pick me up, spin me over, and land me on <laughs> my, my head. Yeah, <laughs> head moves, and it doesn't really make any sense to me. And I know he lands on his shoulders and back. Like, I understand, like, I guess the physics or the, you know, the, the movement of it all. But, like, you still got to wonder, right? Like, right. <laughs> why is he always the guy? Or he takes the package pile driver from Chase all the time. Yeah. Like, he, he, and maybe it's just notable because I, you know, it's recognizable when Hanma takes it because you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, but, like, Especially, like, the last like, of the dragon. Like, cause that yeah. thing, like, Shingo just drills people with that thing. And, yeah. like, it's crazy. I mean, we saw it. We saw it this weekend, yes, right? He's yes. Like, I mean, that was there was a brutal one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's almost like he just likes playing with fire. Um, I'm good on him. He's got to keep getting paid somehow, and that's the way, I guess. Get get kind of dropped on your head when you had a broken neck. Yeah. I uh, had a question here from the Dark Soldier. He says, "We know Hanuma isn't the wrestler he once was, but when he returned in 2018." Why was his return match in an untelevised show and they did no big angle or anything with him when he came back? I still feel there's a place for Great Bash Heel and NJPW. What say you? Yeah, I think there's still a place for Great Bash Heel in in some way, but Hanma is so connected with, I guess, that generation that 
I don't think you were going to do a big return situation for him. And honestly, they probably didn't know what they had or what what his physical condition was going to end up being. If I remember, um, I thought, come back I thought like didn't that. he wasn't he like in the main event of his didn't he like team with like Tanahashi and a bunch of like Hontai uh, guys when he came back? God, I don't remember to be honest, but I do I do remember the untelevised thing being oh, something questionable at least. Yeah. Um, and but my my thought was always that I was I just didn't think they knew what he had or if he wanted to like ease his way back in or that he was always kind of going to fall into this role this particular role and they didn't want to make a big deal out of him coming back right and uh, i mean and they've, they've used him i think well over uh last year or so last couple of years since he's been back and he's also that kind of you know a lower car kind of utility guy that can get you a good match here and there and just be a guy to team with lions and be an open match guy yeah, but he can. He's got good energy, right? And he's a yeah. he's a he's a showman in his own way, and people seem to like to see him it, even more so than some of the other guys. I mean, like, I think he's got more. You know, he like almost teeters to comedy, but it's still not comedy, I guess, if that makes sense. So it's a little more right. lighthearted. It's yeah. not like N- Nagata or Makabe or some of those other guys that are coming out and they're still trying to play it super serious. Like Hanma's the guy who. Um, can kind of play both sides of that coin, which I think is a good role, right? Yeah. So yeah, definitely plays a great bad shield, but yeah, I don't I don't see that becoming like a new like hot faction and adding people at this point. I mean, maybe a never trios, another never trios run someday. Yeah. So uh, following this matchup, we had Hiroki Goto defeating Blue Justice Yuji Nagata, twelve minutes and thirty seven seconds. Please put some respect on uh, Mr. New Japan Cup, Hiroki Goto. <laughs> the G in New so. Japan Cup stands for Goto. <laughs> the G is silent. New Japan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that Goto, it, being like kind of Mr. New Japan Cup, right? He's got 24 New Japan Cup victories now, which is the most all time. He's got the most New Japan Cup matches all time. Like, that is so Goto. Right. To mm-hmm. like, and of course, he's had like great G1 runs and all that stuff too. But like, to really have made his name in truly the obviously the second heavyweight tournament of the year, the secondary heavyweight tournament of the year, like that's, um, that's so goto. Like, and that should be a shirt in its own way. <laughs> that's so goto. Um, just with a picture of the new Japan Cup. But yeah, I mean, he, um, he's the guy, man. He's been in so many of these things. He's won three times. He, you know, and you know, you, you had to know he was probably going to beat Nagata here, though. That this was an upset possibility. You know, you can't you can't put it past them to give Nagata a, a you know one or two match run here. But you know, Goto with the win moves right on. Good match though. I mean, what twelve minutes or so? Twelve and a half. Yeah. Um, n- yeah. No issue. Well worked. Nothing egregious. Enjoyable. Yeah, for me, I would say this, this match wasn't as maybe as hard hitting as I thought it was going to be. Because you know, Goto usually is like kind of that that striker never style, and so it's Nagata. Um, so again, it, it good like you mentioned, good matchup, nothing wrong. You know, nice little you know three star three and a quarter style matchup here. But you know, Nagata's had some bangers recently, and I was looking maybe a little bit a little bit hard hitting, a little bit more intense. But they were in and out in their their twelve minutes, and uh, yeah, Goto gets the win, and now Nagata will, will hop on a plane and. Head to the U.S. for some uh, Mania weekend stuff, I believe. Yes, I think he is booked for um, 
some U.S. stuff, including Moody City, right? Maybe I think he's all, yeah, he's, all he's on through City. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's in for the kind of WrestleMania weekend through Windy City Riot run. Yeah. Then following that, we had from the United Empire, Jeff Cobb. He defeats Togi Makabe eight minutes and ten seconds. I was just glad to see Cobb looks healthy. Looks like he's ready to go um, make a run through the tournament. Uh, in the Sport of Pro Wrestling Bracket Challenge, more people picked Jeff Cobb to win the tournament than anybody else. So that's cool. Um, and he is very clear on Twitter that he's going to win the tournament. So well, I mean, yeah, he might... had, the, had the big quote tweet from you, and he, he was very, very clear that he, he's winning this thing. And I think everybody, you know, didn't want to smoke with him, and so <laughs> went with him to win. <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to tell Jeff Cobb he's wrong. He's a very big man. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the man, he, and to be perfectly honest, he might win the tournament. Yeah. He's he, got a shot. He easily right? could, yeah. Um, they did yeah. a great job heating him up last year, and they can continue that momentum here. Um, this matchup just really dominated Makabe throughout. You know, we yeah. all joke about Makabe not taking bumps, but he did not have a choice on this night. Cobb, <laughs> Cobb was throwing this man tough, around. <laughs> tough to get through a singles match without taking a fall um, or, or a bump even. So, yeah, but, yeah, they, Makabe didn't take much of this, though. They didn't They didn't mess around. Um, eight minutes is, is pretty short. So... I I would have liked to see this be a little bit more of a back and forth, some vintage Makabe, but um, that's not what we got. And but I think it's probably for the best that if if Cobb's going to be a player towards the tail end of this tournament, that he just looks like a beast, kind of like he did at the beginning through the whole his whole what eight match win, winning streak in the G one. So. Right. But good to see him healthy after the leg issue, um, getting back in there. He looks strong, strong as ever. So um, no. No complaints here. It was another solid match. Two beefy boys, you know? Yeah, big, uh, meaty men slapping meat. Uh, <laughs> Cobb was doing most of the slapping here. Uh, ended off with the tour of the islands, puts Makabe away, and advances to the next round. So then following that, we had Taichi defeating Toriano, six minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah, so Yano, uh, this was his first first round loss in... Gosh, where do I see that? Since 2014. So he had made it into the second round of the New Japan Cup, whatever, six or seven years running now, and then finally gets that first round loss from, from Taichi. So I guess this was another, this was actually, I think, the closest in the bracket challenge. I think something like 68% of people picked Taichi. And then, um, so that left 32 for, for Yana, which was actually the the closest spread in the first round, which kind of speaks to how kind of chalk the first round has gone. But you had a, you just had a couple of pickums in in the first round, and this this kind of was one of them. But you know, speaking for I guess mostly English speaking fans, um, they love themselves some Toriano. So um, no no surprise there was a little bit of bias there, but. You know, the match was pretty much exactly what you would imagine from Tai Chi and Toriano. Um, but the result was a little bit in question, though. I, I had a feeling we were going to see Tai Chi move on, even though these stats worked against that. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of your typical Yano match. The whole kind of story here, like he pulled a tarp out at one point in the match, and he was trying to put the tarp over Tai Chi. But then Miho Abe was kind of a shield there for Tai Chi, and then Tai Chi put the tarp on Yano, almost getting a near countout because he couldn't see where he was going. But he finally... 
somehow mis- magically found the ring at, at 19 and uh, hopped back in there. Um, and then it was pretty much all, uh, you know, Tai Chi from there. The ref ended up getting the, the tarp over him. Um, tai Chi hit a, hit a low blow during that point. Uh, the ref finally gets that off, and then uh, Tai Chi is uh, eventually able to uh, get the, the pin here on Iano. Uh, after running him into the, the exposed turnbuckle, and he hit the, uh, the sumo forearm to get the win. So, yeah. Yeah. Quick, quick little matchup. Tai Chi moves on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fine... It is a fine thing. Yeah. So then uh, after that matchup, we move on to the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. He defeats Yo, 16 minutes and 50 seconds. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews on this matchup. I've seen some people going, you know, four stars, four and a quarter, saying a really great matchup. I've seen some other people kind of at the lower end just saying, you know, kind of as a three-star affair. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, Chris? I thought it was really nice of them to finally let Yo wrestle. Right, he's been so attached to show, and it gets so messy. It's this whole thing with House of Torture and all that. It was nice to see Yo just get in there and have a match with, you know, someone capable like that. That's not going to end up being messy. Even you know, even Yo's Best of the Super Juniors final got all messed up with show coming in and doing whatever the hell he did during that match, and like that got all messy too. So this was. In that way, this was a really good match. It's good to see that Yo Yo can still go. We just haven't really seen that because he's he's been so 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 connected with that House of Torture and Chaos feud. So um, Yo, I thought looked really good. Obviously, it would have been really surprising had he beat Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, I don't think this was something that I'll remember in three months. But I like that it happened, if that means anything. Like, I don't do stars, but that puts it kind of like high threes, I guess, if I were to do it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was like a little bit under the low. I was kind of in that same range, kind of like three, three and a quarter. I, I agree with you. I thought it was great that Yo was in there with somebody besides the House of Torture guy. Um, I mean, if I look good with Tanahashi, I guess for me, it's like I was like 100% certain that there's no way Yo is being Tanahashi. I've kind of been down on Yo, not really invested in him. Um, so I was kind of waiting for Tanahashi to put this guy away as soon as possible. But you know, this was a good back and forth, 16 minute match, a lot of great exchanges. Uh, Yo kind of trying to do the Dragon Screw thing on, on the master of the Dragon Screw, Tanahashi. It's a lot of good back and forth, a lot of good uh, suplex stuff back and forth. And uh, but I never really felt like Tanahashi was in ever any real danger. Uh, anytime Yo was in control, I felt like Tanahashi kind of kind of quickly got back um, on the horse and got back in control. Uh, so the end of the match, Tanahashi, he lands um, the Dragon Suplex uh, to pin Yo and get, and get the win. So, good match. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. He ended it with the, yeah, the Dragon. That was kind of a surprising finish. Yeah, I feel like every once in a while, for a, right. a guy where Tanahashi knows he, he can kind of beat, he kind of busts out the Dragon Suplex just to, to, ha- to show, like, all right, that's kind of what the movie uses to, to beat the lower guys and then high-five flows for the big boys. Yeah, and I like that. I mean, I like to. I like when wrestlers have multiple finishes or multiple mm-hmm. things they can go to to, you know, justifiably end a match. And Tanahashi has, um, shoot, what? Why am I blanking on the submission too? The the, uh, the Texas Cloverhold. Texas Cloverleaf. Yeah, yeah, or Cloverhold. Yeah, Tanahashi Cloverleaf. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it's nice to see that that he doesn't always have to go to the high fly flow, and that's. Some of that's a little bit of preservation, I'm sure. Right, because uh, I mean, he's he's been doing a lot of high fly flows, especially sure to the outside. Has. And all, all I can think about is my my dad's a heel wrestler, and 
cockroach mask and you know his his knees falling apart in in the movie. Like it's almost like a you know real life happening in the movie. We're starting to see it now. I'm always worried like it's gonna be one wrong high fly flow and he's gonna be done. Yeah, I mean. Somehow he's figured out how to land that thing and not just ruin himself because he, he still looks good. But yeah, it was nice. It's it's nice to see a, a different finish, especially in the first round of a tournament against a junior, right? Like, right. You don't necessarily need to. You can build him up. You can build up Yo in the match, which I think they did in a, in a couple of ways. Um, but you don't have to. Um, you don't have to give him the big stuff. So we'll yeah. we'll see that hopefully soon in the tournament as he uh, advances up against some of these other big boys. Yeah. So we move on to the semi-main event of the evening. Tetsuya Naito defeats his former tag team partner, Yujiro Takahashi, 18 minutes and 11 seconds. This was the match I was hoping for, or I was looking forward to the most in the G1 when the G1 was announced. Like, we finally saw, like, hey, we're going to see Naito, Yujiro for the first time since, what, 2014, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So I, and they have this long, 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 long storied history, and then it just ends. Right. They, they from 2006 to 2014, they're just like connected, whether they were, you know, in a tag team together or wrestling each other in a bunch of bunch of bunch of singles matches as young lions and then out of their young lion days and then never open weight championship matches and IWGP junior heavyweight t- uh, tournament matches and, and all that, like so many different scenarios. And then we finally got them um, in 2022 as heavyweights. Um and this was fine. And I, I thought I thought this was better than I thought it was going to be. And then they they kind of did the House of Torture stuff a little bit less terrible, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was interesting. You know, kind of the story, the beginning part of the match was Yujiro wanted to do wrestle clean. Like, he wasn't really cheating. Yeah. And he was kind of, it was almost kind of similar to G1 a little bit where he was, he was wrestling more straight up and, you know, trying to have trying to have a good match and trying to prove that you know he can win on his own merit. And then of course we we get the ref bump, and it was a little bit different of an approach that we saw because those showing Yujiro are showing evil, and you know Dick Togo came out and Yujiro was like, no, no, I, I don't want you guys you know doing this. I want to do it on my own. And the crowd's kind of clapping, and it's like, oh, it's a big moment. Like, oh wow, you know Yujiro's kind of standing up for himself, and we're gonna get right. a, get a clean matchup. And then they they get out the ring, and then. Wow, it's Naito with the low Boom. blow, and it's like, all right. Yeah, but the low blow is very kind of it's more old school Bullet Club, right? I, I think right. I, it felt it felt more like that than like the interference, interference, interference thing right. that was like, you know. So I, mean, I, I did kind of laugh at that because it, it it was to me it was totally. it was kind of funny. It was like, all right, yeah, he's gonna play it straight, and then bam, he just has that kind of cheesy like grin on his face, like I, I worked yeah, him. <laughs> his Yujiro smile, right? Yeah. Like, but but. With all the questions surrounding Bullet Club, you had to think there. They, I kind of bought it, right? I mm-hmm. had that moment where I was like, "Oh, Yujiro, like where? Who aligns with who, right?" And that's the big thing with Bullet Club right now is like you've got House of Torture, you've got the OGs, you've got Bullet Club Hollywood, I guess, right? Like, mm-hmm. so what? Who? Who's all aligned with who? And like until I guess they're all in the same building. And which I hope is is sometime soon. Like we're not going to know that, but we're still going to, I think, see some of these things peppered in into this Bullet Club story, where you maybe think somebody's not aligned with someone who they've been aligned with. So could Yujiro bail on evil? Sure, right? Like that could definitely happen. So it depends how far they want to go with that story. But um, yeah, so that's 
that's kind of one of those things that's like up in the air. So you're kind of like, well, maybe he does want to do it on his own. And like sometimes the Bullet Club guys try to do that. But um, ultimately, Naito still gets the win as as expected um, in a match that was more worth your time than you would think on paper, I suppose. Yeah. After uh, you drew a low blow, he goes for his walking stick and tries to hit Naito with that. But Naito ducks and he... It's a low blow of his own kicks. Uh, you draw right in the nuts, and then uh, right in the nuts <laughs> does his uh, jackknife pin to get the win. Then post match, we had uh, Evil uh, hit the ring to to beat down on Naito. Then uh, he did like a pop up low blow to Evil, which was just hilarious. Watching that, we were all, all dying. We were all watching that in the house this weekend. <laughs> uh, so so Naito escapes the house of torture, gets the win, and uh, moves on to the next round. And then that brings us to, actually, we had a question here from Dark Soldier. He says, if Yujiro were to appear in an AEW show or show in American General, would the crowd chant, we want Peter? Maybe a crowd <laughs> in Orlando. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm sure the, the diehard fans might uh, share that. I'm not, I'm not sure how over Peter is with the, you know, the casual New Japan fans who only watch know the big shows i also don't know that a fan of AEW would need peter for their viewing pleasure when there's there's plenty of others there to right. uh to oogle <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the main event here of night one we had the iwgp world heavyweight champion the rainmaker kazuchika okada he defeated the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, El Desperado, 26 minutes and 21 seconds. Great as expected. El Desperado looks great against heavyweights. Always, almost always, he pulls out the big game, but um, kind of a chalk finish as you as you kind of could expect. But listen, Desperado is great. We all know that. We talk about it here every time I'm on the show, and I hear you guys talk about it all the time when uh, when I'm not on the show. And a lot of people that pay really close attention to New Japan have really been bought into El Desperado, and I think that that's going to continue, and I think he's a great junior heavyweight champion, but he obviously wasn't going to beat Okada, right? Like That would have right. been a huge, huge upset, and he, he's not the junior that's going to beat Okada. Um, I think that's a different junior at the top of the at the top of the junior chain but this was this was a great great match would have been a classic um anniversary show match and it kind of is attached to the anniversary show as 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 things kind of panned out here because they did something different with the anniversary show this year but um yeah really awesome good main event classic new japan main event style with these two and um i think El Desperado does a really good job of working the new Japan kind of house main event style. So, and I think that that was proven here as he gets in there with like the quintessential main eventer. Yeah. I thought this was a great matchup. I loved it. Uh, I went four and a half on this match and that's uh, just a great job of actually making you think he can win. So unlike in the yo Tanahashi match where it didn't really feel like at any point, yo actually had a chance to win like Desperado here. I felt that an excellent job of just getting that momentum and really getting the fans behind him and making them think, oh, wow, can Despy, can the junior champ up at the heavyweight champ, which I think a lot of people, even, you know, I've seen a lot of Western fans, you know, getting behind Despy and really, they really wanted to see Okada get knocked out here. Um, and, you know, from a business standpoint, that didn't make sense, but also that would have probably been the, you know, the biggest upset in the tournament and could have led to a whole 
interesting trajectory here. But um, you know, Despy working over the the needs of Okada, and we see, we've seen you know Naito in that in that match was working over Okada's needs. So that was kind of a, a bullseye there, especially for Despy in, in that uh, numero dos submission hole, which he he worked uh, several times, and there was there was a near submission towards the end there where he. Had it cranked, he had both arms locked, and Okada really had to uh, the fight out of that thing. Yeah, and there was a cool counter to the drop kick too, right? That was a cool sequence. Yeah, where... Okada went for the drop kick, and then Duck Despy caught him out of midair into right. the into the numero dos. Yeah, which was very cool and something that you you rarely see in an Okada match. I, I've never seen anything like that, so that was a that was a cool situation too. Yeah, this is a match. If you know, if I'm if I'm looking at night one and I'm thinking like I've only got a couple of minutes, right? Like I'm that's the match to watch, obviously. And then I think, you know, other than that, I think you're checking out maybe Shima to see the Shima, you know, reaction. And maybe you're watching Naito Yujiro because if you're if you're a Naito guy. But um, yeah, like ultimately this was a really good, easy to watch show. It felt very New Japan, right? It felt very right. old school New Japan. We're like strong card all the way through. Everything had some meaning very little on the bullshit right and then a really solid main event between two guys right so um this was a it was a really fun show it was a really really fun way to start the tournament it got me really excited about the the rest of the tournament and you know as we trim some of the fat going through from 48 now down to 32 and then 32 to 16 then that's where we're going to start to see things really take off but um, this really did, I think, set a tone for, you know, what the New Japan Cup's going to look like, which is a lot of enjoyable singles matches. Yeah, overall, really fun show. Solid wrestling all up and down the card and then a great uh, main event. Something else I want to point out, you know, we talked about in the Tanahashi-Yo match where, you know, Tanahashi puts Yo away with the Dragon uh, Suplex is not his, fam- not his main finisher. Then we got a, kind of a similar thing here where, you know, we saw in the G1 last year, Okada would go for the money clip because he felt like he lapped the field. He wanted to try and beat people with the money clip. And so here towards the end, you know, it seemed like he was going to put Desperado away with the money clip. But then, you know, I think he realized, like, man, like, Despy kind of earned this Rainmaker and, and kind of leave Yeah, it. right, right, right. <laughs> Look at that final scene. He's like, you know what, I'm just going to smack him with the Rainmaker and call it a day. But, you know, I didn't want to do it, but here we are. Yeah, he he let go of the money clip, which uh, led into that final sequence there with him finally um, getting the landslide and then hit him with, with the rainmaker. Right. So yeah, really a fun matchup there. And Okada has a, another junior uh, set for him in in the next round. And I, I like when Okada buzzes through like kind of the finishing sequence really quick, and you like instead of you waiting for that kick out, like you know he hit like boom, uh, you know whatever drop kick, landslide, rainmaker, like there's no way he's getting up. There's no like in between or like waiting for like that second rainmaker. Like this was, this was kind of like that where it's just like, boom, boom, done. And, and then we're calling it a day. Yeah. So that wraps up night one, moving on to night two. We had a show opening up with Yuji Nagata defeating Kosei Vegeta seven minutes and 36 seconds. This is a non-tournament match and kind of what you expect. Your, your, your dad versus your long, young lion. Uh, Nagata gets to win with Nagata lock. So, you know, that's what you expect. If you close your eyes and picture uh, Nagata versus Young Lion, that's exactly what we've got here. Uh, yeah. Uh, obvious what you're going to get, but it's always enjoyable. No yeah. uh, no issues here. So then after that, we had a Bull Club team of Chase, ELP, and Gato defeating the Great Bash Shield team of Makabe Hanma. They teamed with Tiger Mask. They uh, defeated them in nine minutes and in three seconds. And I think that the main story here is what's happening with Bullet Club. We're continuing to see 
ELP, you know, be gun shy with the sudden death since it's been exposed. And this time it was kind of Chase Owens, the one that was kind of arguing with him and him uh, being disappointed. And we've been seeing these promos with Gato telling these guys, you know, Jay White says you need to pick the right side. And, and we've seen an impact that Jay wants a two sweet thrown back up versus it being thrown back down. So it's like, all right, are these guys throwing it up? Are they throwing it down? You know, ELP's been having issues with Taiji. Now he has issues with Chase. And so, it seems like none of these guys are on the same page right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the story. Um, I do kind of like the two sweet up or two sweet down differentiator, and I hope that that kind of <laughs> continues like in perpetuity because it, it is kind of funny. But, um, well, funny. it's not funny. It's just like one of those little things that shouldn't matter, but they All make right. it matter. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and ELP is an interesting character right now because I think – there's some, I think there's some chatter about is ELP the junior or is he kind of bulking up a little bit to maybe take a run at the never or something like that. So he's a guy to watch. Um, I think he's always been a guy that New Japan's liked a lot. So, um, and we'll see what happens in this tournament with him once uh, once he really gets going. Yeah, I mean he has a big uh, matchup against Osprey uh, coming up, and so that's also right. going to be. You know, we've seen them have great matches before, especially in uh, Best of Super Juniors 2019. Um, so this is going to be, I think, be a launching form, like you mentioned, of ELP maybe getting into that maybe that never division first and then potentially going fully heavyweight. Yeah, seems like it'd be worth dipping the toe, right? I mean, right. He, but again, he hasn't had quite that, he hasn't had any sort of establishing run as a junior, but he's a tall guy. And, and you know, they say that junior heavyweight, um, is dependent on their actual weight, but it's more about their height. Uh, right. I mean, if you really, if you really look at the juniors, they're all short guys, and if you look at anyone that they that ever advances to heavy, they're tall. Uh, right. Look, look at, like a Zack Saber Junior. Yeah. Straight from the get, he yeah. was a heavyweight, and it's like, oh, sure, if you get him on a scale, he's gonna weigh in at the, especially when he first came, and he's bulked up a little bit now, but. He was yeah. super skinny when he first came in, and he should have probably definitely been a junior if it's just based on weight. But he's so tall and has that such a unique style, like he was able to mix it up with heavyweights. Yeah, and then you think about when Shingo came in, and mm. Shingo's a little more stocky and short, and they were like, "Yeah, you're a junior," and everyone, everyone <laughs> around the planet were like, "What? Like, what are we? Why are we putting him in best of super juniors?" Bless them for doing that because what a wonderful run he had. But like was that i mean come on did he bulk up now is he three pounds heavier and now he's a heavyweight <laughs> like no but um yeah so curious curious where we go with the lp you know he'll uh he'll i'm sure keep calling me a nerd somewhere um <laughs> and, and you know the, fine. the thing is even though he's been you know lacking confidence with the super kick he has been the one picking up the wins in all these multi-man mm-hmm. matches so here you know chase hits the uh the package power driver and then he gets tagged in and he hits the uh, thunder kiss 86 uh to get the yep. win on hanuma here uh, so then moving on to the next matchup, we had uh, 6 or 9, Watto and Taguchi teaming up with Tanahashi. They defeated the House of Torture, Evil, Show, and Yujiro in 9 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, nothing really too big of a story here. Obviously, Evil and Show are still alive in the tournament, um, as well as Watto and Taguchi. Taguchi had a match coming up with Evil, so that was kind of a little preview match um, there. Uh, so, you know... It, Nice little six-man tag, nothing crazy here, so. Uh, yeah, not much to analyze there. 
Uh, then after that, we had LIJ, Hiromu, Sonata, Shingo, and Naito defeating the Chaos team of Okada, Ishii, Yano, and Yo. Um, again, Hiromu still alive, Sonata, Shingo, and Naito, all these guys still alive in the tournament. Okada and Ishii alive, Yano and Yo being out. Again, just kind of another, uh, mainly a preview, I guess, for uh, Shingo and Ishii, which they did have a nice little like, pull apart um, here in the middle of the match. They were like gunning each other from the get-go and just you know, going straight at each other. Yeah, another one of your kind of classic preview matches. Yeah, so good good stuff there. And then we had uh, the last preview match here. We had the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale and Taiji Ishimori, surprisingly here, defeating the yeah. United Empire team of Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Uh, Cobb and Okan have always been very dominant um, as a tag team, picking up several wins, especially uh, last year, and going up against this mixed match team of uh, Fale and Ishimori. And it's funny, like, uh, one of the guys, uh, James Ward, he was like, you know, when you think of all like the Bullet Club combos, he's like, I never thought of like the combo of, of Bad Luck uh, Fale and Taiji Ishimori, and it's just kind of one of the. Even though they're, they're in the same faction, it's almost kind of like a fire pro. You hit random, and it's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Fale and Ishimori. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was kind of good when it comes down to it. Like that was a. Um, it it ended up being more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. And and obviously they're setting up Ishimori and Great Okan because that's their next matchup. And um, this made this made for a good preview. And uh, what, Ishimori stole Great Okan's headwear uh, on <laughs> yeah. the way out yeah. and he wore it. And, he, you know, Ishimori's got better comedy chops than I think he gets credit for most of the time. So, but I, you know, I... I I think it's pretty clear where we're headed here with Great Okan, but um, just based on Great Okan's year so far with all these singles wins and stuff, you figure he's going to have some sort of run through the New Japan Cup. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah. I'm sure the, the the him losing here was to set up some intrigue for that Ishimori match sure. and kind of make it make, maybe Ishimori might have a chance here. So I mean, he didn't get the pin. I mean, he distracted the ref, which allowed and did right. a low blow. Then Fala was able to hit the grenade, so he got pinned by a heavyweight, but still. It's kind of like, all right, well, he was on the losing side of Ishimori, so maybe Ishimori might have a chance. Yeah, and that's all you can ask, right, as you head into what I'm calling the traditional first round of the tournament, the round of 32. Um, you just hope to build some intrigue for some of these first-round matches that look like they're pretty clear-cut. Yeah. So then we move into our tournament matches, the last three matches of the night. So first we had Aaron Hanare defeating Yuto Nakashima, Eight minutes and 40 seconds. And As expected, right? I mean, this this show was in a smaller venue. Um, well, it looks huge, right? It right. looks like this massive, you know, kind of warehousey building. And it's a, it's a good-looking building. But, um, and it lost its main event, right? The main event was supposed to be Ibushi and Great Okan, which mm-hmm. would have been... Would, it, would have significantly added to the show, right? So on paper, when you looked at night two of the New Japan Cup, they definitely weren't keeping the hype up from night one, right? Like they, it was really loaded with a couple of Young Lion matches and Bushi versus Will Ospreay, <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, so this was not, this is not the biggest of, of New Japan Cup shows, but um, yeah, as expected, Hinari gets the win here. Love to see him move on, um, and he'll match up with Sonata after Sonata's bye. And that actually should be a pretty good match. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I thought Nakashima looked good here. He he made the most of his timing here with uh, Hanare and getting a little bit of advantage here and, you know, um, showing that young line fire, but at the end he he ran into the uh, the Rampage tackle and Hanare gets the win. He's going to move on to face Sonata in round two. And then we had in the next tournament matchup, we had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Rio Oiwa 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Same. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is making it a um, a tradition to to meet up with a young line in the first round of the New Japan Cup. Last year it was Gabriel Kidd, and that was an excellent, excellent match. Um, Kidd, obviously, kind of in a different position, especially in regards to relationship with Zack Sabre Jr., but um, this was also, I mean, it was good. It's good to see the young lions go in and mix it up with different types of wrestlers, and Oiwa is very good, I think, and I think this whole crop of young lions, like we've got a couple of years to watch them grow, but they're they're all very good, and I think they've all got a lot of the foundation that you know we would look for in New Japan to be successful. So, you know, good to see them mix it up. Obviously, obvious result, right? You're not going to see Zack Saber Jr. lose to a young lion in the first round of a New Japan Cup, but um, you know what it does set up is Zack Saber Jr. versus Doki in round two, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, I think Doki seems to be running through in, in different scenarios and even with different companies, he's he's his thing this year seems to be singles matches against other Suzuki goon guys. So I think that's um, this is a cool opportunity to, to do that in a way that feels natural. Yeah. And I, I think those Suzuki gun matches, you know, it's almost like a, a battle of respect and. Uh, I think Doki's been really shining in some of those battles he's been having, and so it's it's going to be a great matchup. So yeah, then, that'll be, I mean, that's a great... And, and if you think about it, if they had booked that as the first round, like people would be going nuts about it. Uh, yeah. People within this circle, people that have been paying attention to Doki, right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, if you're not paying attention, you don't really think much of it, but as soon as you are, like, really kind of tapped into the product, you know that that's a meaningful match. Yeah. So in the main event on this night, we had Will Ospreay defeating Bushi 12 minutes and 48 seconds. What did you think of this match? I, I thought it was weird. So you, Yes, you, you, that's the word, right? <laughs> you would think with a show that lost its main event that they would maybe do like a 20-minute main event. These guys go balls to the wall. And we've seen these guys have a great match, 2019. Absolutely. Um, power struggle. Yeah, power struggle, 2019, um, best super juniors. These guys have had uh, pretty good matches together in the junior division. So you're thinking, all right, well, it's Will Ospreay, one of the best wrestlers in the world. And Bushi, who's fine, who can be carried by Will. And so you're like, all right, this is the main event now. Run it. And we didn't have a main event, right? Right. We, we didn't get that. We got a 12-minute match that could have been an opener on, on night one. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have the four referee bumps, Red Shoes down, uh, Kento Sato down, Marty Asami down. Um, you had to bring in some of the, the newer refs that they've been debuting recently. It, it was just weird. Like, I don't get, like, why they need those four ref bumps. Like, you know, Cobb or O'Connor, nobody ran down to help Osprey. You know, LIJ came down to maybe help Bushi pull upset. It was like maybe they felt because it was the main event they needed to add these ref bumps. Like I don't to me that didn't, that didn't make me think oh Bushi might win now because especially nobody ran out. It, it was just it, I don't know it's weird. 
Somebody somewhere said they think that the the last referee, which is like their newest referee, is from Fukushima. Mm. So they wanted to somehow work him, but just assign him the main event then. Like we don't have to go through all this to get to get there. So, but I think that they were trying to get some sort of cheap pop out of that. Um, and they might have. I don't know. I mean, like it's hard to. It's kind of hard to tell, but that's what somebody said and i forget who said that i wish i could credit them right now but um but they weren't confident in that being the truth so i couldn't i couldn't say that with any confidence either yeah it seemed like instead of going the route of have a great match guys well let's do a bunch of like shenanigans and smoke and mirrors to make it feel like a hot angled main event but it's like you know these guys haven't been feuding there's they haven't really, I don't know when the last time they even wrestled each other, but it's not like, uh, I mean, it was like, power struggle. Yeah. And like they've yeah, had 2019 they, power struggle, which was a great match. Right. And so like, not like they have like a storied history where they have like, like, you know, all these matchups and there's like a, a story and a rivalry. It's like, they've had some great matchups. Like why not just let them have a great matchup here? Yeah. So, yeah. And Osprey was like peak surprised face. Will Osprey too, where it's just like a lot of reactionary faces and stuff. And, you know, I, I want him to get back to like heel badass Will Ospreay, um, which hopefully we start to see. Um, yeah. You know, in the you know his next match is with El Fantasmo because he you know obviously he won this match, so we've already kind of talked a little bit about that. But that that should be I'm hopeful for that match for for both those guys to to put on a show. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So yeah, Osprey pick up the win here with the hidden blade. Didn't have to, didn't use the stormbreaker here. Puts uh, Bushi away. Cuts his post match promo and you know claims he's going to win the New Japan Cup. And so this will bring us to our last night that we'll review here on this week's show, uh, night three, which happened uh, on Monday. And so the show opened up. We had the United Empire of Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Will Osprey. Defeating the Great Bash Shield team of Makabe, Hanma, Tanahashi, and Oiwa. Uh, not too many things to really break down here or to analyze. I think the, the big thing is, you know, after the match, all the Empire guys were kind of pointing the trophy and kind of maybe friendly, jaw-jacking, like, you know, I'm going to win, no, oh, I'm going to win kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting if we, if my prediction kind of comes true and we see some Empire versus Empire stuff. Yeah, and I think, I hope for that, to be honest, because I think that that's the last group that we don't you don't see them fight much right like Mm -hmm. i would love to see jeff cobb and will osprey again um in their current kind of form factor or great okan against any of them right so Mm -hmm. um yeah i think we'll see we'll see right we'll see where that goes and i think that it's interesting they all got through the first round you know they seem to do everything together right they lose at wrestle kingdom together (laughs) they they win in the first round of the new Japan cup together so you know, and, and obviously Osprey's got some recent history with the New Japan Cup, so um, there's some some strategy to be had there. And Cobb obviously had a great run through the G1 in Osprey's absence, and Great Okan still establishing himself. And Aaron Hanare, you know, finally got a tournament win right in round one. So they they should be rolling confident, and and they uh, that is an intriguing storyline to see if they end up crossing paths. Yeah. So then uh, next matchup here, we had the Bull Club team of ELP, Taiji, and Yujiro defeating the LIJ team of Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. And I think the big here thing here is, uh, you know, the continuation of the whole Bull Club storyline that we're talking about. And 
uh, interesting here. You had Yujiro, how the torture guy teaming mm-hmm. up with your know, normal Bull Club, and we really we've kind of rarely seen how the torture really interact with the rest of Bull Club. And Yujiro's the one guy, like on commentary, you know, Chris Charlton and um, Kevin Kelly were kind of talking about, you know, Yujiro's that one guy that's all kind of jumped from faction to faction and done what's best for him. So is this a thing of where Yujiro's kind of trying to play nice with everybody to so in case he wants to flip to that side of Bullet Club he can and he's good or is it something where evil's like sending Yujiro to do this to kind of keep How the Torture good with those guys so when Jay White comes back those guys side of How the Torture there's a lot of implications here with uh, this matchup and Yujiro where exactly his you know where his allegiance is really lie such dramatic things happening in Bullet Club <laughs> where will Yujiro go Yes, will he will he be Hollywood? Will he will he be stay with House of Torture? I can see Yujiro being Hollywood. Yeah, I mean the Tokyo pimp, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like he could be the Hollywood pimp for yeah, sure. He's got got the bleach blonde hair. Yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. It's this man. You know, he, he's ready to be in Hollywood. Listen, every faction or I guess segment of the Bullet Club needs someone to lay down, and <laughs> you know, Yujiro, he's willing. So yeah. You gotta keep uh, him around. And, and then again, here we also had the uh, tension between ELP and Ishimori. And at this point, Ishimori's over um, ELP, not wanting to throw a super kick. So he did a blind tag when ELP was chewing the band up. And then Ishimori hit um, the, the bloody cross. And then ELP tagged himself back in and ends up hitting the, um, what's his, uh, blanking now, his styles class. CR2. Yeah, CR2. Uh, hits that, gets the the win for the team, and there's a little bit of argument there, and they ended up throwing a two-sweet down. So maybe these guys are right. are still um, on, on the House of Torture side of things for uh, right now. How do you throw it in the middle, right? Does it come like... Do, do you like to start and like elevate it? Or like you middle? start high and then go low and then like bring it up to like chest height and just right. like push it, like push it forward. Where wow. Jeremy and I are on video wow. and I'm demonstrating you, this you right start, now. You, you start at middle and you just kind of... You just sh- start at the shoulder. Yeah, and you just kind of shoot forward. it straight. Yeah. Because yeah. now, I mean, there's really kind of three different units, right? So you can't... One's going to take up, one's going to take down and like what does one do? Like a spin move? Like do it all around, right? Like it's like the hokey pokey. Right. Like, or, or do you do what? like a, a Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, you jump with it? Oh, and do extra it. high. Yeah. 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 Mm, there's, that's a possibility. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, curious to see how that goes. Like, but someone's got Someone's got to take that has to come up at some point. Just a middle like I'm <laughs> yeah. not going up and I'm not going down. I'm going to shoot, shoot straight across. That seems like a folly thing. Yeah. It's like. Too much effort to go up or down. <laughs> right. Oh, just, I'm going to just, gonna, like, push a, a it. Quick, yeah, it was a quick, like, in the middle push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, we have Zugun, Doki, Despi, Taichi, Kanemaru, and ZSJ. They defeated the Chaos team of Goto, Okada, Yano, Yo, and Yoshihashi. Um, I get not too much to really uh, break down here. Uh, fun uh, multi-man matchup here. And kind of building towards some upcoming tournament matches for these guys. Yeah, I the the only real intrigue on some of these undercards is, I guess, what ends up happening with United Empire. Um, if you like, if you like that unit, nice to see them all in the same place again. I guess that's yeah. all of them that have ever been in New Japan proper, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Bullet Club stuff, and then for some reason, like the match before the tournament matches always seems to just be this, just like 
whatever mishmash preview of, of what's coming up. So no real like story advancement. Yeah. So then we go into our tournament matches of the evening. First tournament matchup, we had the crown jewel chase Owens defeating Jado seven minutes and 13 seconds. So more uh bullet club storyline playing out here. Yeah. Um, Jado did get a visual tap out from chase, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. On Chase Owens' 32nd birthday. So, happy birthday to Chase Owens. And, um, yeah, but you obviously didn't think you were going to get a second singles match out of Jado here. So, <laughs> right. um, you know, he hasn't won a singles match in almost 3,000 days now in his entire career. So, that's a stretch. You know, that's that's my one of my favorite stats I got to pull up for round one. So, <laughs> um yeah, so this was a, a match that happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it was Chase kind of being, it seemed a little bit aggressive uh, against Jado. And, you know, Jado's an interesting piece in this whole book club Civil War because he was really the one that was kind of the manager for Girls of Destiny. And, you know, Tama and Tangaloa, those were his guys. And so they got turned on. So where does Jado, he, like, kind of playing it Wolf right now and waiting to side with those guys or is he going to stick with Gato and the book of Hollywood side or is he going to be in the middle so it's going to be interesting to see where he plays out but yeah it's pretty much just Chase kind of in control most of the most of the match until that one uh, ref bump happened and Jado got him in, in the uh, cross face and he tapped uh, ref comes back in and you know Chase hits him with that the big C trigger and uh, gets the win there and then post match he, he tries to take care of Jado gets the ice pack yeah. and uh, helps him to the back which I guess I guess we can call this like Bullet Club World War Two. Right? <laughs> like I guess I'll just throw the branding out there and see if it picks up. But yeah, which Bullet Club Civil War do you so far do you prefer the like Cody Bucks Cody Kenny whatever one or mm-hmm. this or this kind of like really. I guess ambiguous one that's like really no idea what's going on with anybody. I think um I think right now I would still I'd still like Bull Club War Civil Civil Bull Club World War One. Yeah. Uh, just because it was also <laughs> Yeah, there also was more interesting guys, some bigger stars. Yeah. And that was the first time it kinda happened. I do think though we'll get we might get a better conclusion with this one. Cause I don't sure. see anybody leaving to go to a, a start their own company or leave to another company. Uh, Jay, right? Yeah, Jay. I don't. He's not going to start his own company. I don't think. Right, but, but. He, he could leave. Maybe a he, Tony Khan was impressed with his AW outings, and so when his contract is up, maybe he's a guy who leaves. But I think within this year, this calendar year, I think all these guys will be set. You know, you know, staying in New Japan, and we can get some kind of conclusion from this World War. And so, um, I think we'll get a better conclusion here. But I I liked where the first one was going. But we just didn't get the conclusion. Yeah. Do you think we get an all bullet club G one block? I don't know if it's <laughs> an dudes, all, an all, all in the bullet club. Maybe we get one where it's like four, like you you have a Holly yeah, right. you, you have yeah. a Hollywood guy, you have a House of Torture guy, you have a Tongan, and then you have someone that's kinda of in the middle all in one block. Yeah. I actually think that'd be kind of fascinating. Just right. the, the the booking and the pathing for that. So and especially um, like by then we might have yeah. clear battle lines where they are all splintered off and everybody's yeah. in their uh, in their camps. And if that's the case, if there's true 
I guess, segmented lines. Like, even at some point, some of these dudes, like House of Torture is probably not going to continue existing as a subset of the Bullet Club, I don't think, right? I think right. they're they're the first group that I think just, like, completely splinters off and is their own thing. They kind of already are. Right. Um, and just kind of, like, tangentially, like, attached to Bullet Club still. Um, that would make things really interesting, I think. with a, if If the G1 can't bring in any like outsiders right and we've got until summer to figure that out but um that would that would that would spice things up a little bit right like right. and and honestly you just on the other side of the block you kind of do the same thing like other other dudes all the lij guys put them all in the same block like just make people excited like about something yes, weird so signing right? up for more shingo versus naito yeah. shingo versus hiromu shingo versus nada yeah, and, may, and maybe you get a Hiromu in the G one, right? If yeah. he if that's the path he's on, I don't. I think they probably want to wait on that, but um, yeah, who knows? Like, there's there's some options they could do to spice things up, and I know I'm kind of fantasy booking out into yeah. the the distant future here, but the Bullet Club stuff is it is front of mind. They've got enough of the guys in on these shows that now they're really starting to advance some stuff there. Right, and then you got you know stuff happening on Impact with um, Jay White and God directly. Huge stuff. So that Huge. that that's going on. So that's kind of helping things here on the West Side. So yeah, a lot of things going on here in the states and in Japan. I think I think people are interested in what's kind of going on and where this is all uh, going to end up. Yeah, well, we saw it in LA. Like in the U.S., Bullet Club is a really important group um, to I guess the more casual side of the New Japan fandom. Like that crowd in LA was way into Jay White, and Jay White had very little redeeming qualities that it's about him at that point. But he he was the babyface in LA because people love Bullet Club. So. Right, and it's just one of those brands. You know, it, it's a parody of the NWO. You look at the NWO people. I still see people wearing NWO shirts. Yeah. That there's always NWO reunions. I mean, Two K Twenty Two video game. NWO is a big part of that, and I, I think people they, they love NWO even to this day. And if you you, you get NWO reunion, people pop. And I think Bull Club is almost kind of in that way. It's oh, yeah. it's, NWO. It's that, in that. It's in that space. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so it's one of those things. Even though it's not the Bucks and Kenny or any of those guys or AJ or even Balor, mm-hmm. uh, you see that Bull Club logo and you you think back to those good times, and you're like, yeah, I love Bull Club and. You know, G.O.D., I've seen them in the States, and people love G.O.D. as well. Oh, yeah. And um, So there's still a lot of Bull Club guys that people love, and they love that branding and the feeling that, that that logo gives them. And so I think people are still invested in this brand. I know people are thinking, you know, it's been, you know, however long it's been, eight years, however long they've been going, it's like kind of over it. They want people want it to go away, but they still make money. People are still invested. And like we, we saw in L.A., you know, Jay White's coming out there. People pop like crazy. Loved him. He's too sweet and everybody, and it, it was still over. Yeah. People love that shirt, too. It's a classic black and white shirt. You can't go wrong. Right. And, I mean, there's so many versions of that yep. shirt. So, um, yeah, it's a moneymaker, and people are still invested. So, we'll And that's why happens. I don't think it'll ever go away. I think right. I think New Japan will have a ver- some sort of version of Bullet Club on their roster. I, I don't want to say till the end of time. But it's they're never gonna kill it, right? Until it gets to the point, maybe unless the shirts sales go away. Well, if it, it's gonna get to the point where like everyone who's ever been in Bullet Club is now a dad, right? And, like, <laughs> right, yeah. 
that's at the point where you probably just stop like really, really referencing it. But I don't know. They keep bringing in some young guys. Jay White's got plenty of plenty of life left in him as as a leader, right? And he's mm-hmm. got he could make a turn. You could go babyface Bullet Club. I don't know. That seems a little weird, but I think they could try it. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of activity they could they could have there. Yeah. So we move on to the next match. We had Evil defeating Ritsuke Taguchi seven minutes and twenty six seconds. Uh, we had Taguchi coming out um, dressed up as Lij Evil. He, he, <laughs> that was good. He had the dollar store uh, skull mask, a plastic scythe, um, you know, this, this big goofy coat on. Uh, takes a mask off. He has this like you know the the old like evil heavy like dark eyeliner on the eyes and just look like a complete goofball. This is so good. Um, just for a, whatever a first round New Japan Cup match. I don't know. That was pretty good. I didn't I didn't expect much out of it, but that was that was the moment of the match too. Really, yeah. there's not there's not much more to say. Yeah, it's what you expect. Again, it's one of those situations you close your eyes and envision a. House of Torture Evil versus Taguchi. We, a lots of hip attacks, a lot of shenanigans. Um, obviously, they're evil grabbing the ref and they're being ref bumps and Togo uh, getting involved. Um, and, you know, Taguchi trying trying his best. He got an ankle lock on both Evil and Togo. Uh, Togo ended up tapping out, but obviously he's not the in, in the match and he eventually gets out and Evil hits everything is evil on Taguchi and gets the win. Yeah, easy peasy. And sets so, up evil to move on. I know I'm sure we'll go through the second round match, but, but the next matches, since we were just talking about Bullet Club, I think it's important to note that the next evil match is evil versus Tamatanga. So that's there's something there, something yeah, to brew in. Th- th- that's gonna be a big match. I know um Tama tweeted out that picture of like him in the dojo with evil, mm-hmm. and he's saying, I-, I trust him. We know last time in the G1, it didn't seem like he uh, really trusted him and wanted to do anything with House of Torture, and so. This match again is going to be interesting to see if Evil tries to play it straight with Tama here to stay on his good side, or is Evil just more concerned about how the torture and what not what's going on with God and J. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we move on to the semi-main event of the evening. We had Hiromu Takahashi defeating Show fifteen minutes and forty-five seconds. Yeah, I really wish Show could just like. Wrestle. <laughs> Wrestle. Because he's pretty good at it. Um, and Hiromu, obviously, he's also very good at it. Um, and these guys have had, I mean, regardless of how you felt about it, the 35-minute match, I guess, at the beginning of 2021, was it? It's like a really kind of long main event-style junior heavyweight championship match. I think it was on the New Beginning Tour. I yeah. Could be wrong. Um, that was... There was a, so much good that they could have drawn out of that. Um, and show, I just don't think he's that good at this heel thing. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's working. I don't think he's that good at it. I know they need a junior and, you know, all that, blah, 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 right? You build a faction in, in New Japan and you're going to get a tag team, a junior, a heavyweight at, at every level. And then you're going to get some kind of miscellaneous stuff, a pin eater, et cetera. But like, I just don't think this role is fitting show all that well. And I think it's because like his style is, it doesn't lend itself to like slow and methodical. 
Um, right. The way he, I think Evils does, right? If I'm looking at people in House of Torture, like evil style lends itself and has always lended itself to this type of stuff and show i'm sorry karen it's just <laughs> not it's not working for me it's not landing for me like i i i kind of like some of the evil stuff right and i know people have really really strong feelings about it but like i like his lane and his lane is very clear and i think show's lane is really clear too but it's it's not working nearly as well and maybe it's because they didn't they haven't established him with like a big run where he's been successful right right a run with the junior championship a run where he beats hiromu in the first round of the new japan cup and advances right like something like that that establishes this new mindset as something that works to bring success and the thing is right now with show we haven't seen it bring him any success but he's still going back to the well and i think that that's a misalignment of i guess priorities for him as a wrestler in kayfabe yeah um yeah i just it's it's so hard to get invested in this match especially with all i mean also so at the beginning of this match he Hiromu was coming out and he drags her, he he attacked Hiromu with a chair backstage and drags Hiromu out and literally from that like I had a hard time getting invested yeah. just from that I'm like really this is how we're starting this thing already with the shenanigans like he couldn't give us five minutes right yeah like kind of like the the usual Naito match like you know Ujiro was trying to play it straight and, mm-hmm. and then we got the interference like you couldn't give us like these guys that's like having their normal matchup and then you go to the house of torture crap. Uh, yeah, or even like Hiromu with like the face where he's like waiting for it, or always looking behind him, or something. Right. You know, like there's there's a way to play it up a little bit for a little while, and then and see where it lands. But yeah, no, it's it's not landing for me. I I I want it to because I I don't want to hate stuff, right? Like I don't hate watch this stuff. Like I I really really enjoy New Japan, obviously. Um, and like I said, I've come around on on a lot of the evil stuff when it's like slotted in that middle never division and. You know, when he's just beating the shit out of Ryusuke Taguchi, like that all makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, the show stuff, n- nothing has hit me with show that says, like, this is good. Right. Yeah. It's just not been, yeah, fun at all. And this matchup, you know, uh, Hiromu pretty much uh, fighting from underneath uh, the majority of the match, and we're getting all the Howard Torture shenanigans. Um, at the end of the match, um, show pushes uh, Hiromu into a ref, hits a low blow, tries to use a wrench again, but Hiromu ducks. Hiromu then uh, runs show into an exposed turnbuckle. Yujiro hits the ring and gets involved. Yujiro uh, drops Hiromu with the cane. Show then hits the cross arm pile driver. Uh, Hiromu kicks out of that, reverses the shock arrow into a quick roll up, and gets the, the flash pin surprise uh, victory over show. And that will set Hiromu up to face Suzuki in the next round. Which will be great. Well, it has potential to be great. Yeah. Uh, it should be better than this match. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you go through and play the hits with Suzuki, that's still better than this. Yeah. It's better than show, right? <laughs> and Hiromu, yeah, that should be all right. Yeah. So then the main event of the evening, absolute Whew. banger. The dragon Shingo Takagi defeated the Stone Pitbull Tomohiro Ishii 23 minutes and 32 seconds. 
I thought I was tired of Shingo versus Ishii, and I was wrong about my own opinion because this was as good as they can do. Such heights, such highs. Um, I mean, just these guys, they have just this immeasurable chemistry with each other. And, you know, I want this rivalry, or I guess it's rivalry at this point. Like, I want it to be a little more even, right? I want there to be more Ishii wins, I guess, in the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it, right? Shingo's, Shingo's the hot hand still. But, yo, these guys beat the hell out of each other. And they had a great match. And I had watched a lot of wrestling, um, right? Because there's so much on that AEW show that was so mm-hmm. enjoyable. I had obviously kept up with all the New Japan shows, you know, last week and all the all the tournament matches. And this was kind of the last match of that cycle for me, right? Of like, I'm just going to watch a ton of wrestling until I can't watch wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thinking that I would be kind of drained, like this being kind of the really, truly the main event of round one not even just of this show, but it's the last match of round one and also just like the most questionable match of round one. And my God, they did it again. And at 23 minutes, it was just kind of the right amount of time. And they they went through their paces, but in a way that it was, I mean, it was a G1 level sprint. And I really, really enjoyed this match. It really kind of reestablished Shingo as a strong player in the tournament too which I think is was important if he was going to be someone who moved moved into round two. And um, yeah, I mean, I know that you're, you probably have a colored opinion being as you were in the building for Revolution, but this was just as good as anything that I, I watched this weekend. Oh, absolutely. And I, a very similar boat to you where I watched, like I mentioned earlier, I watched a ton of wrestling this weekend and you know driving back to tampa monday morning i was kind of tired i was like let me watch this new japan show and you know everything else before it was it was fine and i was just like as i felt like i was burnt out i was like yeah, this is all sure. fine and then shingo ishii comes i'm like yeah i'm sure it's gonna be great and it gets going i'm like yes yeah this, this is what i like and I'm, I'm up i'm up off the couch i'm, I'm energized all of a sudden and i'm watching this thing and they're, they're throwing their bombs or larry gets their chops and uh, you know, especially the, the towards the end there where they had all the one count kick out. So, uh, yes, Shingo, oh, I love the one count kick yes. out. It's my uh, favorite New Japan trope. Yeah, Ishii hits a, a snap German. Shingo pops up and then Ishii knocks him back down for Lariat. Shingo kicks out at one. Shingo then reverses the brain, but hits a brain with her own. Ishii kicks out at like point, like 0. 0.9. 0.9. Well, yes. Chris Charlton or whoever just yelling 0. 0.9 like yes. it wasn't even one. I love that. And they're just hitting these big moves and kicking out at one. It was it was epic. Like you can tell the crowd, even though they couldn't cheer, like yep. The claps they were intense. To. Yeah. And it was just like the atmosphere, like you feel that big fight feel. And honestly, I would, this could potentially be the best match up of the weekend if you include all the revolution and rampage stuff. Um, I'm like four and three quarters on this thing. And I, yeah. I think the highest I went on anything on AEW was like four and a half. Um, so. It depends what you like, right? Like yeah. AEW had the big story matches and really big blow-offs right like and, mm-hmm. and that's all that's all great and it depends it, it does it depends what you're looking at but man for like new japan tournament house style matches this was the cookie cutter and but in the in the best way 
the absolute best way okay so like i'm going to explain this in a in a way that's probably kind of funny so like i watch new japan uh very frequently very similarly to the people that are in the new japan building in that i cannot cheer because i'm watching it on my i have a 16 inch laptop and i'll watch the shows on the laptop and have the twitter you know machine open on my on my phone but my wife is asleep next to me mm. because it's like three in the morning you know we've talked about this on the show i'm a, yeah. i'm a mostly a live watcher of new japan mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where if i do like this if i go <gasps> like at the end of a match when it finally <laughs> ends like it almost always like wakes up either my dogs or my wife and my wife will be like good show this morning and i'll be like yeah i'm, I'm doing all right like you know <laughs> like i don't get to get up and joe lands a stand and pace but like if i make that noise <gasps> like but that's the noise that comes out of people's you know that's the vocalized noise of Japanese pro wrestling right now too. So I feel for them and I cheer in my heart, but I also like, I sometimes just can't help the reaction. And this was one of those matches when it ended, I was like, it's actually over. Like they actually ended it a little bit sooner than I thought they would, but I think they, they ended it at, at the peak. And I think the previous couple of Shingo Ishii matches, uh, really ever since their first match, I think went a little further past the peak because they did a little bit more like main event style. Mm-hmm. And this one was just a classic, like you could have put the never open weight championship on this in mm. 2017. And like, this would have really hit the, hit the mark there. So this is a match I cannot recommend higher. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's going to end up near my match of the year list, even as a first round new Japan cup match. And that's, that says something. Cause that's not usually a space where you see those types of matches. Right, and I forget exactly what Kevin Kelly's comments were, but he said something along the line, like, yeah, this could be, like, the, the best New Japan match of the year. You know, he said we're kind of victim of being in the present. Um, we, sure, we had, yeah. We had a lot of great matches at Wrestle Kingdom, but this was kind of right up there with some of, you know, the Osprey, Shingo, and, um, I mean, Osprey and Okada and Okada and Shingo. Um, that was kind of right up there with that, that level of quality. And, yeah, this is going to be one of those things where this could be the best matchup of the whole tournament. Also, we still have a lot of top guys in there, and there's potential for a lot of great matchups down the end as we get to later rounds. But as of right now, like this could easily walk away as the best match of the tournament. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's going to be hard to top. Um, and as you get deeper in the tournament, obviously, there's there's going to be the chance to do it. But oof, remember this one. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. This was yeah. also this show was also free. It's free on New Japan World. So that is um, that should help the visibility of, of such a great match. Definitely. And what a match to give away for free. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, you're probably, like us, you probably watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. You probably felt like you were burnt out. Well, you know, now, you know, get on, get on it. Get, log on New Japan World. It's free. If you don't have a subscription, watch this matchup because I'm guaranteed – it's going to be talked about throughout the year, later in the year, where grapple lists are coming out and people are voting in the uh, Voices of Wrestling and Observer and all that stuff. Like, this matchup's going to be thrown out there. Yeah, I don't think they've split up the matches for that card yet. So I will, by the time anyone's hearing this, I'll figure out the timestamp for this particular match and I'll, I'll put a tweet up with it. Nice. But yeah, because I mean, this was like, if you are short on time and you're just trying to watch the highlights of the tournament. Like this is definitely the must watch from this show and from pretty much this whole run of shows. 
Yeah, I mean, the only other one that I would really put even close to this level of, like, you should really watch it would be Desperado and Okada. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a uh, great matchup as well. Yeah, yeah. Overall, the first round, we were talking about it off air, very kind of chalk picks. You had a couple of pickums, but nothing, you know, obviously Shingo and Ishii, you were going to see people could think that would go either way. And uh, but other than that, there wasn't much. There weren't there wasn't the big shock. Right. And that's part of me thinks that like and I I think I've even said it already tonight, like we're we are just now heading into like the traditional first round. Right. The round of 32. And now we've got some more potential for um, I guess for for an upset that might be kind of meaningful. Yeah, uh, overall, yeah, just really, really good um, opening of the tournament here. And, yeah, I think we're on board for some uh, more great matchups here. Uh, there was a question that I missed uh, here from Dark Soldier. He says in the show, Hiromu match, he said Kevin Kelly literally said that the House of Torture antics are killing the business. First, Frank Gotch says Holly Race is killing the business with his flying headbutt and hair. Then Stone Cold killing the business with his middle fingers. And the Bucks are killing the business, according to Jim Cornette. And now how the torture are killing the business. How many people are killing the business? How many? Um, everyone. Oh, they're <laughs> all killing the business. Um, I'm killing the business with statistics in pro wrestling. <laughs> I've, I've been told that. So I, I'd like my myself added to the list. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, 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 it's hard to say that House of Torture is killing any business because of the COVID situation and, and restrictions that still exist in Japan, um, though they've been lifted in most other places in the world. But I think once we see the ability to have a full house in Japan and for people to cheer and boo, it may be killing the business because I think that there's there's a lot of eye rolls I think that happen with all the house torture stuff. So we'll see it. We'll see. Or maybe it's super over and people really hate it and it's got actual heat. We yeah, will find out we'll hopefully find sooner it. than later. Yeah. The, the scary thing for me, there was that one Corkin show. I saw a bunch of evil towels yeah. in the crowd. And I know, I know Corkin's usually the smart crowd and they're kind of in it. Like they kind of go against the grain or they kind of like the people they like. And evil's always been popular especially yep. in japan and i remember in dallas for the the press conference he came out and people were losing their mind i, I didn't understand it so that there's something about evil that he has that kind of charisma that people like his presence maybe more presence he has that present that people kind of draw to him and like him for whatever reason and so this could be one of those things yeah we, we get audible crowds again and they're in on it. They're they're booing. They're they they like the heat, and um, I'm hoping that's not the case because I, I really don't want to see more of this stuff. And you know, quote unquote, it's not killing the business because obviously the business is still here. It's still going, but um, you know, you you see a Shingo versus Ishii, and you see the way the crowd is reacting to that, and that's the stuff that people want versus the How the Torture stuff. So. Hopefully we, we swing more in the, the Ishii Shingo route going forward and kind of taper off some of the evil stuff a little bit. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. 
we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We've been talking about that for two years now. Year and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It all does tie back to the New Japan Cup, though, right? That was the first. That was the turn. So yeah. that uh, is, it did make for a memorable moment to, for this particular tournament. So, you know, maybe, who knows? Who knows what that really means? Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned uh, no big uh, first round upsets here. And uh, you mentioned a lot of people, I think, were maybe looking at the Shingo Ishii match, but even for me, like, yeah, that also Ishii's beaten Shingo before, and these guys had this kind of, kind of rivalry, but we were talking about this before we went on the air, you know, Shingo, he's a different man now. He was the world champion. He was in a main event in the Tokyo Dome. He's a little bit higher up on the, the pecking uh, pole, the totem pole now than he was, say, even, you know, two years ago. Even so, last year's New Japan Cup. Yeah. Right. I mean, and he was a finalist in last year's New Japan Cup, so that's something and, in its own way. And last year, like Kevin Kelly mentions, like he he ran through all like four former yep. New Japan Cup winners to get to those finals. Like he's he's on a different level now, and I, I thought it would have been similar to how maybe not as drastic, but people similar to Despy beating Okada. I don't think that would be good business. I don't think it would have been good business for Ishii to beat Shingo here. Um, I, I think Shingo is still coming off momentum as being world champion and having those great matches towards the end of the year and then having the, the great dome match with Okada. I think a lot of people uh, want to see Shingo get back on saddle and challenge again. And I think you're going to make, I think they definitely elevated his stock and you can make some money putting Shingo in the main event of some of these shows. And I think people. I mean, Shingo's been pretty quiet since he lost that um, that championship match. But I mean, in the last 365, he was 20 and five in singles matches, and most of that, and with nine hours of ring time in 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 a year, which is right up there, getting sniffing up on Will Ospreay's big year in 2019 when he had um, he had not quite or at. at as many matches and then almost two hours more ring time. But I mean, Shingo hitting almost 10 hours of ring time in a, in a calendar year in singles matches, most of them as a champion of some sort, because this does some of it was his never run too, but man, he is still, he's still up there. But he, like I said, he had been a little quiet after he lost the championship at, at Tokyo dome. And I think this is a great reminder that he's still a, a main event player. I think I think New Japan has turned Shingo Takagi into a, a true main eventer that they can kind of heat up and cool down as they go. And people will continue to buy into it because he's awesome. Yeah, I mean, during the Golden Series, he was in a lot of multi-mans, but he was the main one picking up the wins. He's getting the wins, yeah. In those multi-mans. So even though 
Um, he wasn't in a, in a big singles program doing the Golden Series. They were racking those wins up for him and, you know, keeping him heated up. And so at, at any point, like, he gets back into a towel shot, it, it makes a ton of sense. And Shingo's got a pretty clear path through, um, well, you would think, right? Through the through at least a little bit further into this tournament, he's got um, Tangaloa next in the in the next round. And then after that, he gets the winner of Chase Owens versus Tiger Mask, assuming he gets through Tangaloa. Assuming he gets through that, he could end up with any of Evil, Tamatanga, Hiromu Takahashi, and Minoru Suzuki. So, like, that's really when you start to see Shingo threatened, which would be, I guess, the quarterfinals. Yeah. So, I think we're going to see some some more Shingo singles matches here. Um, that, that would be my bet. I, I guess Tangaloa would be a candidate, because of all the Bullet Club stuff, to have an upset in the round of 32 here. But I think that that's about as that's a pretty pretty hefty long shot yeah well let's take a look at some of the upcoming nights that we have coming up this week so tournament will pick back up on wednesday march 9th so by the time you're listening to this it's probably already aired so march 9th we have a 4 30 a.m eastern start time for night four we'll have uh, some multi-man matches so opening up the show we'll have tanahashi and tiger mass versus bad luck Fale and chase then we'll have Gato and Cho. So very interesting there. We have, uh, you know, Bullet Club Hollywood and How to Torture teaming up against Bushi and Naito. Another Bullet Club match. We have uh, a mix-up again here. We have ELP, Evil, Ishimori, and Yujiro. So a mix here of that Bullet Club uh, units taking on the United Empire, Hanare, Okan, Cobb, and Osprey. And then uh, we'll have Suzuki Gun, Doki, Suzuki, and Taichi taking on Hiromu, Sonata, and Shingo. And then that will bring us to the tournament matches. We'll have Hiroki Goto versus Dick Togo, Ushinobu Kanemaru versus Shima, and Kazusha Okada versus Master Wato. Yeah, and that's all at Korokin, but there's not a lot to sink your teeth into in, in the way of the second-round matches, the, that particular set of um, New Japan Cup tournament matches. Those all look pretty clear, but I am curious to see how they play out with Kanemaru versus Shima. But I, like I said earlier, like Shima is kind of the most intriguing uh, member of this tournament for me so far. So, um, but otherwise you get Okada in the main event at Corkin. He's on an 18 match win streak at Corkin hall in singles matches. So um, I don't foresee master Watto being the person to break that win streak. Um, but you got to figure that part of, I think, what's happening is they uh, there's a lot of people in the locker room that are um, rooting for Master Watto to be successful. And I think putting him in there with Okada, um, you know, hopefully you see another match close to the style that you got with El Desperado, where um, maybe they build up to, to um, Watto having at least some semblance of a chance to win the match. But you know, ultimately, it's going to be a pretty uh, clear victory there. But yeah, Cork and Hall. Hopefully, hopefully, kind of a hotter Cork and Hall crowd. They people seem to turn up for the tournament uh, matches that happen in in Corkin, So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. And when you said the 4:30 uh, a.m. Eastern time, it made me greatly look forward to this time next week when I get to sleep an extra hour because. Um, the United States will change its clocks or most of the United States changes clocks and Japan doesn't, which means I get an extra hour of sleep 
even though in theory I'm losing an extra hour of sleep in normal in the normal world. <laughs> so because my corkins will start to start at four thirty my time mm. instead of three thirty, which three the difference between three thirty and four thirty is it's, massive. It's, it's a big difference. That's pretty significant. Yeah. <laughs> We always need to live the Kota Ibushi life and get that, like, what was that, the 25-hour <laughs> days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, this should be um all right show. I mean, uh, I expect Goto to also easily beat Dick Togo. I think we're in agreement that Shima's probably going to end up beating Kanamaru here and, and go a little bit further in the tournament. And then uh, Kimanichi Okada is probably going to beat Wato. But I do feel this is a very important match for Wato. Uh, mm-hmm. Being in there with Okada, this is a match where you kind of like you were saying, like he can pull something like Despy did. I think that the Okada Dusty match that, that really helped Despy um, in, in his uh, raise his stock and just kind of show what he can do in a big main event situation. And there's been so much criticism on Watto. I think he could, you know, shut some doubters up here, especially with his, you know, comments talking about him being as good as Kiyomiya uh, over in uh, Noah. And so if he really wants to prove that, I think having a, a great matchup here with Okada could help um, kind of shut some doubters up on him. Yeah, I think he needs it. And I think I, it, it is a big test for him. So looking forward to it. Then for night five, that'll be Thursday, March 10th, again with a 4.30 a.m. Eastern start time. We'll have a six or nine teaming up with Hanuma to take on Doki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. of Stukigun. We'll have the Chaos team of Goto, Okada, and Yo taking on the House of Torture team of Dick Togo, Evil, and Sho. Then we'll have the LIJ team of Bushi, Sonata, and Chingo taking on the United Empire team of Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, and Will Ospreay. And then we have four tournament matchups here in the second round. We'll have Yoshihashi versus Kosei Fujita, Gato versus Tetsuya Naito, Satoshi Kojima versus Jeff Cobb in a main event of Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bad Luck Fale. Upset special, Bad Luck Fale, Hiroshi Tanahashi? Yeah, that's what I had on my bracket. We know the history of Fale and Tanahashi. Fale is a guy who's beaten uh, Tanahashi in New Japan Cups and in G1s and kind of has that that experience over you know beating Tanahashi. And so it's something that they could easily do. It would make... A ton of sense, and like we've talked about, there hasn't, there was no real first round upset, but now as we've kind of narrowed the field and get more into that traditional, like you mentioned, like the real start of the tournament with Surrey two man um, bracket here that we now will have with some guys eliminated. It, this could be your real kind of first round upset here with Fale beating Tanahashi. Yeah, and I could go either way on what I hope to happen, but I think that there's a chance there. Worth, worth noting, worth putting out there so if it's right, we can pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, I think that's the only real upset that's going to happen here. I think Cobb is, is going to mow through Kojima, Naito is going to beat Gato, and then Yoshihashi is going to beat Fujita. Uh, so kind of pretty, again, very chalk tournament, very kind of predictable. Um, but they, So far. Uh, yeah, I, I think Cobb and Kojima should be uh, pretty fun. Uh, yeah, you would think that they'll... Kojima still can go, and he still wants to go, and he right. Um, and Cobb, I, I think, has a lot of respect for that generation, and especially Kojima. So um, I would think that they would they would put their best foot forward. Plus, it's the semi-main. They put them in the semi-main over you know a, a match with Naito. Right. So I I think that that's um, notable at least. Yeah. 
So then uh, night six will be on Saturday, uh, March 12th. Got a uh, 3 a.m. Eastern start time here on Saturday. (laughs) The worst. The 2 a.m. start for me in Central Time is it's so confusing because I'm like, do I bother sleeping or do I just get up at 2? Like nothing makes any sense. Yeah. Those are tough. Uh, That one's in Aichi, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this show will open up. We have Fujita, Hanuma, and Yuto Nakashima taking on six or nine in Oiwa. Then we have Tanahashi, Tiger Mask, and Yo versus the Bull Club team of Balak Fale, Chase Owens, and Gato. Then we'll have Chaos Team of Goto, Okada, and Yoshihashi versus the Hell of Torture, Dick Togo, Evil, and Yujiro. Then we'll have Suzuki Gun, Desperado, Suzuki, Taichi, and Taka versus LIJ, Bushi, Hiro, Mushingo, and Naito. Then four more second-round tournament matchups. We'll have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Doki, Taiji Ishimori versus Great Okan, ELP versus Will Ospreay, and then a main event, the U.S. champ, Sonata, will take on Aaron Hanare of the United Empire. This is a low-key, has the chance to, uh, to be the tournament match, or the tournament show of the second round. Like, these four matches are all... Um, there's no real shoe in, I guess. You know, there, there, there could be some question of who's going to win some of these matches, I guess. Or at least you know that some of these guys are going to put up a fight, right? Like, Zack Sabre Jr. Doki should be awesome. Like, that's yeah. going to be an awesome match. And then Great Okan, Taiji Ishimori, like, Okan, haven't seen him really go with, like, a high stakes match against a junior. Um, and I think that that's an interesting dynamic in its own way. Ishimori is a really good wrestler and he's not like a big high flyer. So like he's the right style of junior, I think to go in there with great Okan. So I'm expecting that to be really good. Osprey El Fantasma. We've already talked about uh, if, if they put their best foot forward, they can have the match of the tournament too. Um even though it's in the semi-main, right? But, like, those guys have had really, really awesome matches. And then Sonata Hanari, I think this is a chance for Hanari to step up and say he's he can go in a singles match, right? And, and Sonata's looked good lately, so I can't complain about Sonata being in the main event here. And he's the U.S. champ, so he's got something a little extra to fight for in, in the sense of kind of protecting the... Um, protecting that championship. So we, I think we talked at length last week of who beats Sonata, and I think there's a outside chance that this is one of those upsets of the tournament. Yeah, especially with it in the main event. You, you look at ELP and Osprey, especially with the history that they've had mm-hmm. in the junior division and in Rev Pro. Um, Osprey, you know, being former world champion, you think, all right, that's that should be the main event. Um, but they they put the Sonata Hanare match in the main event. Sonata is the U.S. champ, but with that match being in the, in the main event, I feel upset alert. And I right. do feel like this is a, a platform to elevate uh, Aaron Hanare. Got the main event of the show. I think A, he can prove that he can wrestle in a main event and uh, do a main event style, not just be an opener or be stuck in a tag team. And then I think it helps set him up, like we talked about last week, to get that U.S. title match and, again, just do something a little bit more of him. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope for that, honestly. Yeah. But we'll see. And then that would set up, that would continue on the path to getting some of that. Uh, oh, no, that would. If if he wins and Osprey wins, they, they're meeting in the next round. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I love that. 
you know, I love when that that all comes together because then then I think obviously you see Hinari get knocked out, right? You rarely see the I guess subordinate win um, in a tournament match, right? In the sense of an interfaction match, so that's something to keep an eye out for if if that's something you're hoping for. Yeah, you know, you also mentioned the Empire. They win together, they lose together. And on this night, I, I think we're going to get a, a sweep here. You know, Okan beat Ishimori. Okay, Osprey sure. beats Phantasmo, and Honari beats Nada. So we'll have the Empire all winning together here and advancing. Um, mm-hmm. Then like you mentioned that puts Osprey against Honare. And then if Osprey beats Honare and Okan wins his next match, and you got Okan versus Osprey, which is kind of what I was predicting of Osprey ha- having these, these battles with some of these Empire guys. Yeah, and I'm here for it. I hope that's part of the story. Um, that would be great fun for everybody. Yeah, look, look. And it's—I think that. it's time. Like the United Empire's kind of established itself enough over the last, say, what was it? What's it been? Year and a half or so? About like, that, yeah, some. Like and that. they haven't had any matches against each other for for no reason at all. Um, and here we are in the New Japan Cup, right? Where Will Ospreay won the New New Japan Cup last year. And in theory, I guess, if you're looking at the bracket challenge, Jeff Cobb is the favorite to win the, the New Japan Cup this year. So um, definitely something to keep an eye out on. And that, that, I think, could be a really cool wrinkle, a more enjoyable wrinkle than like all the Bullet Club shenanigans uh, in the sense of like interfection, um, inter-unit challenges. Yeah. So, yeah, so Night 6 should be... Um... Like that should be a good show. Pretty yeah. good show, yeah, and definitely could end up being like best one of the better <laughs> tournament nights. So then we move on now to night seven, which will be coming up on Sunday, March thirteenth, uh, with a eight a.m. Eastern start time. And wait, what time? Uh, eight. Well, on New Japan World, it says at eight a.m. Eastern. That doesn't make any sense. And 11 p.m. Pacific time and 7 a.m. GMT. I don't think that's right. It's 4 o'clock Japan time. And it's which... in the Amagasaki Memorial Park Gymnasium. Hyogo. Wait, let me do my little calculator here. I don't think it's an 8 a.m. start time. What are we doing here? Calculator, Tokyo. Of course, it doesn't work. It's great audio. <laughs> Never mind. Move on. Yeah, I'll I, come back to it. Maybe it's wrong. E- either way, it's on. It's on Sunday. Um, so show will open up. We'll have uh, Bishimon, Goto, and Yoshiashi teaming up with Washi to take on Sugans, Taichi, Taka, and Zack Sabre Jr. Then Zugan's Doki and Desperado, they'll take on the House of Torture team of Sho and Yujiro. Got the Bullet Club team of Fale, ELP, Gato, and Taiji Shimori versus the United Empire, uh, Hanare, Okan, Cobb, and Osprey. The Chaos team of Okada and Yo teaming with Tanahashi to take on Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. And then we'll have the conclusion of the second round here with the last four matches. We'll have Tiger Mask versus Chase Owens, Shingo Takagi versus Tangaloa, Tama Tonga versus Evil. And a main event of Minoru Suzuki versus Hiromu Takahashi. Love that they put that in the main event um, as they kind of booked through round two here, because that should be 
that'll be an interesting match. You know, I think um, I think that's one that we could see go either way in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Though I think um, Suzuki has some things to do, right? He's he's got to get on that plane and run another another run through America, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that particular match. And actually, most most of that show looks like it should be pretty good, too. Um, the evil Tomatonga match is is, is curious. Um, it does look like Hiromu is the pick'em favorite in the um, Hiromu-Suzuki match. So that is something. Um, looks like, let's see. Let's see the math. Fifty-eight percent of the Pickham participants that had that match, so which is most, um, to be honest, um, picked Hiromu to win that match. So it's not a huge, um, not a huge favorite, but it's interesting to see a junior like Hiromu as the favorite, uh, as the Pickham favorite over Suzuki. Yeah, well, I'm sure it kind of helps with Suzuki with a bunch of U.S. dates. If you're plugged in, you know yeah. he, he has to fly over pretty soon. Um, so I'm sure people all, that that probably weighed into it. But also, I feel like you know Hiromu has been um, pushed. We've seen him in, in G or was he? He wasn't in G. He was in the 2020 New Japan Cup. Yeah, 2020 New Japan um, Cup, and he went he went pretty far. Yeah, he had some wins over uh, some heavyweights there. He beat Ishii. He beat Hanma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've seen Hiromu kind of kind of reach that edge of getting ready to maybe go to never stop, do some heavyweight stuff. Um, so it's not out of the, the question here for Hiromu to get a win over Suzuki. Like you mentioned, this is like the real first round. And so this would be like that first round upset of having uh, Hiromu uh, beat Suzuki. And, you know, Hiromu's kind of been out of the junior title picture. You know, he lost to Despi at Wrestle Kingdom and, they, they really haven't done anything with him. He hasn't even challenged for like a new tag title recently. Um, so he's kind of been in limbo and is kind of out of the mix. And so I think this is a way you kind of heat him up and get him in the mix and doing something with some heavyweights, which then could potentially lead to a open weight title match. I mean, Evil is the current never open weight champ. Um, Evil's best uh, double title defense, in my opinion. For oh, match yeah, quality was, was Hiromu. Um, so you, you could have uh, bills up so you can get Hiromu versus Evil for a never title match uh, down the line and potentially even have Hiromu be the one to beat Evil. Um, that that could be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think you have to do something new with Hiromu besides him just kind of being the face of the junior division and, and, and dominating these guys. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think now's the time, right? And I think now's the time to make him into a... a a real full-blown main eventer for, for new Japan. And I think he's got the charisma to do it. It's just a matter of if they're willing to do it with someone, uh, of his stature. Cause mm. as we talked about earlier, Rome is a short guy. But I mean, is he, is he any shorter than Chingo? I, yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to look at a picture or a video of them together. Uh, I, I get Chingo is a little bit more. Shingo's- well, Way more like big and barrel chested, right? So, Hiromu has had some. There's been some times in his career where he looks like beefed up, though. Mm-hmm. So he can, he's got it in him. So, yeah, yeah and I, I think Hiromu's path forward is interesting too. I can, we can all hope for Hiromu to buzz through Suzuki and then beat 
say evil or tamatanga whoever moves through and gets a hiromu shingo because that's a match that i think everyone would want to see yeah see so again this this could be a pretty good night as well and there's also i think another upset alert with tamatanga and evil with so much focus on what it's happening with Tama and Jay White. I think you could have Tama Tonga beat Evil, which again might cause some issues with Bull Club and how to torture um, and get Tama going a little bit further in this tournament. Um, and who knows, maybe you have Jay tell somebody to screw Tama eventually or even in this match. And mm-hmm. uh, does Evil, like I mentioned earlier, try to play it straight with Tama and try to wrestle clean? Or is it going to be similar to what we saw in G1 last year where? Evil's pulling out all shenanigans and doesn't care and just trying to uh, beat Tama at any cost. Yeah, I think that that's a match that will set something up for the future. I don't know what, but that is, um, again, and you're right, an, an upset special because Tamatanga beat freaking Okada in the G1, right? Like, this is a dude that is meaningful in new Japan, right? Like mm-hmm. even as a single, he had a good kind of beginning of a good run there in the G one. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that's out of the question at all. And then that really would start some, some, uh, there would be some smoke to some flames with the bullet club, uh, battles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then, uh, speaking of chase to, to beat tiger mask. And then, uh, pretty sure shingle beat Tangaloa. Like you mentioned, it could potentially be, but I mean, again, Shingo's on a different level. Maybe if this was never Shingo, Tangelo can can pull upset and you, you get a never title match. But this is, you know, former world champion, former main eventer Shingo. I don't, I don't think he should be eating any losses at Tangaloa. Yeah, unless they really want to get to an All Bullet Club round three. True. Yeah. In in this little quadrant, so because the they're in theory, you could go Tangaloa. Chase Owens, either Evil or Tamatanga, and then well, I guess it wouldn't be all all Bullet Club because um, you've got Hiromu and Suzuki at the bottom of this, but mostly Bullet Club with three out of four. But um, I don't think they want to go that heavy into it. That would be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that would be what. That's probably one night. That would just be all Bullet Club versus <laughs> yeah Bullet Club, and that's oh, we, we don't need any of that. Yeah, I could throw it in and. You know, night twelve of the New Japan Cup, I guess, but that's yeah, that's not what anyone's looking for. Uh, then we'll have night eight on Monday, March fourteenth, and night nine on Tuesday, March fifteenth, and this would be the start of the third round. Yeah, so we've got a stretch here where we've got something like what is it, like six shows in eight days or something like that. Yeah. So. This is the hall of the New Japan Cup where um, where there's kind of always going to be something new to watch. Um, and But what is nice is that you've got, what, four tournament matches on most of these shows. So if you really wanted to, and and I know many people do, you can buzz to the, to the tournament matches and probably get through them in an hour and 15 minutes or so, mm-hmm. maybe, depending on the length of the main event. Um, and that's palatable i think i don't think that that's overdoing it by any means so um yeah if you're just trying to keep up with the tournament and keep your bracket full you can do so um for less than for less than the cost of an hour of raw because at least it'll be enjoyable (laughs) yeah (laughs) um we had a question here from 
1995 says, looking at the brackets, what potential matchups have you guys most excited down the tournament? I think the one that I'm hoping for, but I think is probably kind of unlikely, is, is Shingo versus Hiromu, because I think that'd be amazing. And that would happen in the, what would that be? The quarterfinals. So keep an eye on the quarters. There's a there's a chance that we get Zack Saber Jr. versus Will Osprey also in the quarters. Mm. So that's definitely something worth looking out for, considering how great those guys have been before. Um, in round three specifically, we could get Tanahashi versus Naito, and those dudes together are just to die for. Those guys have an underrated series of matches, I think, which is something to say but it's it's another one of those classic series with um with naito involved so and he, he's a great wrestler people forget that sometimes but he's about <laughs> yeah. as good as it gets too so uh besides that i'm keeping an eye out and I, I really really want shima versus okada because i think there would be some serious intrigue of, of whether shima gets the marifuji treatment so um yeah those are kind of the ones i'm i'm keeping my eye out for yeah, Miles, very similar to you. A lot of those uh, I would want to see. Also, there's a potential down the line of maybe a Shingo versus Osprey in the semi-finals. Uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see uh, those guys tangle up again. Um, if you have Okada and Cobb get to the semifinals, I think um, that could be another. They've been having some great matches in their series. That could be um, another fun one. And then, yeah, you mentioned a lot of ones. Shingo Hiromu, though, is that the one for sure? I'm like, that needs to happen. Like, just Gail, just do it. Like, you want to get back your Booker of the Year award? That that'll be a good first move there. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just take it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Chris, do you want to give us a uh, update on the contest on, on the tournament? Who who's leading the leaderboard here? What's what the stats looking like? The scoreboard going into um, getting ready to go into the end of the second round here. Yeah, let me organize it here. So I've got, here's what I got. So I have, let's see, 13 people still with perfect brackets. And that is Pro Wrestling Transcripts, David Dunn, Drew Money, A. Clark, Berto C., Mifhorgan, Yannick, Dake, 75, Hayden, who actually I believe was the, uh, we'll call him the winner of last year's New Japan Cup uh, <laughs> bracket challenge because I absolved myself of my my victory. We have the young boy at 32 points still, so he uh, he's still in there. And then that guy 098, King Crab Maroon, and also 50, also keeping new in my name. Um, yeah, so those are the, those are the top, uh, the top competitors here. I'm I'm not up there with the, I thought I got, I think I see, no, that's Jeremy Finestone, my old, my other pal. Let's see. Did you pick the buy to win? I don't think I did. I thought I, I don't know. I think correctly. I'm looking for you. There's a lot at 31. Okay. Um, there's a lot, a lot at 31. So that's probably, I would imagine that's where you sit. I guess yeah. I could search for you. Yeah, but I'm wondering, I'm pretty sure I... You are. You have 31 points, which means you got something wrong. Did I pick, maybe I did I pick a Oh, bomb? oh, here's what happened. You picked um, 
you pick Tenzan and the buy one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I was making fun of people who picked the buy to win. Mm. Um, not that particular one. There was a different buy that people picked to win. Yeah, people I were picking was... the buy over Doki, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you picked Tenzan. Um, so in other words, you Stupid. did your bracket in a reasonable amount of time. And right. then someone like somebody like the young boy um, didn't. So uh, they they did their... Uh, they did their bracket much, uh, or you know, a touch later, yeah, which means the, they had the inside info. So, the hey, one, that's life, man. The one time being ahead doesn't pay off. <laughs> doesn't pay off. Yeah. Hey, that sucks for all, the, and that's why there's so many people at 31, mm -hmm. uh, 31 points. There's a lot. So, yeah, it, it, it's been mostly chalk. I think we'll start to see some separation here, but yeah. Hey, that's life. What do you do? I I can't even find myself. Oh, I didn't I didn't enter one because I was so embarrassed that I won last year. Well, why? I don't get why you're embarrassed, man. You're 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 the, you got Dude. the great picks. You run off it, man. Everyone thinks I have. I everyone thinks I already like shadow book New Japan with Kato. <laughs> so it just established more of those more of those rumors. I'm just it, kidding. No it, one actually thinks that. I will say, me. like, I mean, if anybody knows you, I don't think you'd be, you know, approving Gato having all these how to torture crazy run-ins. <sighs> Yeah, no, I, you, yeah, certainly the sport of pro wrestling would not support this. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, but yeah, so that's, that's the update. So mostly, mostly good. Um, actually, let's, let's have some fun. Let's find the bottom. Yeah. Who, see who did the worst. <laughs> let's see. Scroll all the way to the last page here. Organized by points. Last page. Let's see who really just had no idea what was going on. Actually, there's a ton at 32, mm. and and then a bunch at 29. So pretty much everyone had a good first round. Nobody's out of it. Let's see. Carl C here only has 18 points. Let's see what Carl C picked. Um, well, he picked the buy to beat Master Watto. Mm. So shame, shame for him. Um, picked the buy to beat Dick Toga. I feel like this person was confused. Yeah. what buy meant um, but that's okay There's plenty of time to catch up there's plenty of points on the board still we exponentially grow the points uh, as as the tournament goes on here as round two is worth two points a match round three is worth four round four the quarters is worth eight points the semis are worth 16 and if you get the winner you get 32 so there's plenty of points to be had towards the tail end of the tournament so nobody's out of it yet Nice. So looking forward to seeing those contest uh, rankings, how that's going to shake up, especially we talked about there's going to be some upset alerts to see if those upsets help people or, or hurt people's uh, chances in getting further in the contest. Heck now, yeah. Let's uh, jump over to uh, New Japan of America for a little bit here. We had uh, night one of the Rivals tour that kicked off this uh, past Saturday. Uh, show opened up. We had uh, TJP representing United Empire defeating uh, Broken Finley, younger brother of David Finley, nine minutes and six seconds. Um, but this was a uh, pretty good match here. I thought um, Broken looked pretty good, and TJP is just so smooth. And um, ultimately, he got the win. This all led to an angle of uh, the former Grand Metallic, Mascara Dorada, showing up to challenge TJP because TJP said that he is the greatest junior heavyweight wrestler in the world, and he plans on winning the IWGP junior title this year, which brought out Mascot Arata to face off and had a little 
a uh, little uh, scuffle there, and this is the rematch of the finals of the 2016 WWE Cruiserweight Classic. So good on New Japan for playing back on that callback there, and, yep. tell, and that's happening here in Tampa for Strong Style Evolved. Um, so what do you think about that angle, that, that opening there? I mean, I love to see fresh blood anywhere in New Japan, right? And I think... Gosh, if they can get some people into the country for best of the super juniors, whenever they decide to do it this year, that could be a banger of a tournament with all the guys that they've started to work with. So, um, but yeah, TJP, an underrated hand, maybe underrated. I don't know. Um, he's a guy that most people don't want to talk to terribly much about. And he's a guy who's been around a lot for a long time, but man, he's good. Um, he's good in the ring and he's got a good character now. And I think the heel thing works really well for him. And um yeah, this is he's he's good stuff. I think uh, I would love to see him have a run through best of the super juniors. And honestly, like they gotta freshen up the junior division so much. And a lot of these guys that they've recruited and used in, in New Japan USA, including Mascara Dorada, like those guys could all just give so much life, right? And like there's so many other guys, and I know we've talked about it on the show before, but um yeah, this was this is good. It's 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 good to see TJP still um kind of establishing the worldwide United Empire faction too. Yeah, and I agree with you. I do think TJP is a guy who's so underrated. I mean, he's a guy who started as a teenager, and he's been literally all over the world and in all the major promotions. And, yeah, I get people might not like what he tweets or, um, you know, what he maybe believes or stands for sometimes. But um, when you just look at the bell-to-bell in-ring it's hard to deny, much like some of the other people in his group, <laughs> that he is a uh, a great pro wrestler. Yep. Um, so then we move on to the second match. We had the return of the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, making his second strong appearance after answering the U.S. of J Open Challenge. And he defeated the Alpha Wolf, Carl Fredericks, here in minutes and 40 seconds. And originally, this was supposed to be Daniels versus Gabe Kidd. Gabe Kidd, obviously, we talked about last week being pulled. Um, going back to the UK to uh, take care of himself, take care of his mental health. So Alpha Wolf stepping in here and kind of a upset surprise in a way. The Fallen Angel picks up the win here with the uh, best moonsault ever. Yeah, I was surprised to see Carl Fredericks eat the loss here, but we haven't seen a lot from Carl Fredericks, and I know that that's come up um, in in certain circles and certain conversations about like what's going on. Like this was a guy that everyone had pinned as you know the ace of that class um and here he is losing to christopher daniels and i get like christopher daniels is an important guy in the i guess history of u.s pro wrestling but i don't know that 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 weight carries over to new japan of america i guess it does right because um you know a guy like frederick still still takes a loss to him so um good match um but I, I was I was surprised by the result because usually this is the opportunity to continue establishing some of these um, New Japan USA guys. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely you could have used yeah Fredericks to get a big win. It's like a get a big deal being this legend in Daniels, but it does seem like maybe Daniels is going to be doing more strong in the future, and so you may want to establish him. Maybe you get a uh, Daniels title match down the line against Philly Tom or whoever strong champion might be in, in the future. I do think Daniels is a good guy to have on the strong roster. He's a recognizable name, 
And again, to wrestle guys like Frederick, some of the younger guys that are coming up, uh, he has so much experience. Um, it can really help some of these guys out. Then we go to the main event here, a rematch from the previous tour. We had Bad Dude Tito and Jonah getting their win back and defeating the Finjuice team of David Finley and Juice Robinson. Um, pretty good matchup here. And we had a, another angle alert here. We had uh, the former uh, Shane Thorne, Shane Hayes, making his strong debut return to New Japan to help his uh, TMDK uh, stablemate Jonah and Bad Dude Tito get the win here. So uh, Shane Hayes is now back in New Japan, part of Strong, and has aligned himself with Jonah and Bad Dude Tito. And those guys get the win over Finn Juice post match there. Beating down Finley and Juice. Broken Finley tries to run out to save his brother. He gets beaten down. They they make Finley watch, uh, make David Finley watch. Um, as a younger brother get beat up, Jonah gives him the big top rope splash off the top rope there, and it seems like this feud is going to continue between the Finleys and Juice and uh, TMDK. I love that New Japan of America has become this place where kind of international angles come together. Um, and Jonah has been great in these New Japan of America shows. So... I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's another one of those guys that I'm sure that they want to get into um, New Japan domestic product too. And again, like all New Japan Strong is, or a lot of what New Japan Strong is, and a lot of the role I think in the company as a whole is to establish relationships and and to start to build guys up a little bit before they can bring them in. So, And I think we're closer and closer and closer to those being brought in, which is why I think we're starting to see more angles. Because they'll be able to pay them off in a in either in a bigger way on strong or bringing people to the U.S. to see how things get over, or bringing people to Japan to see how things get over. Yeah, not all these guys. I mean, also I think Jonah is kind of probably be one of the guys they bring in. But bad dude Tito, man, I have been falling in love with this guy. Uh, he's like a you know a, it's a great name. Yeah, he's he's a long lost Steiner brother. Um, you know, people are all up in arms about, uh, you know, Braun Breaker and him. I'm like, man, I'm in on, on Bad Dude Tito. This guy, he's got the look, he's got the singlet, he's got the, the cool suplexes, the, the crazy athleticism for a guy his size. Like, I don't know where this guy's been. I know he's done some blood sport stuff, but I don't get why he hasn't been picked up anywhere but given him more shot because he, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in that same range as, like, um, J.R. Kratos, right, where it's like, where did this dude come from? Yeah. So, yeah, so that was uh, night one of Rivals. We'll have night two this coming up Saturday. We'll have the main event of the U.S. of J Open Challenge. And I, I think pretty much by at this point, people probably should all know who his uh, opponent is. But if you don't know, I won't, I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you, you be surprised. Um, then we also have Kevin Blackwood making his strong debut, taking on Ario Davari, and then the opener will be Hecaleo taking on Kevin Knight. So, should be uh, another uh, solid hour of uh, New Japan Strong. Then we'll run through some news items here. So, this uh, continuing in, in the Strong world, New Japan Strong will be returning to Philadelphia. The company's announced the Strong Collision uh, Tour in Philadelphia, Sunday, May 15th at the 2300 Arena, obviously the, the ECW arena tickets will go on sale Friday, 
March 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Tickets are ranging from $20 for general admission up to 124 ringside. We have no matches announced, but we do have some talent advertised for the show. Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, Jay White, Filthy Tom Lawler, Fred Rosser, Chris Dickinson, Dave Finley, Juice Robinson, Hikaleo, Ren Narita, Rocky Romero, Yu Yamora, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. Uh, then we have some uh, more stuff announced for uh, New Japan. Uh, strong Style Evolved happening here in uh, St. Petersburg slash Tampa, Florida. So we'll have the U.S. of J Open Challenge, Jay White versus uh, you know vacant to be determined. Uh, we'll have uh, Swerve, the newest AEW signee, uh, taking on Blake Christian. We'll have Jay Lethal taking on Ren Narita. Mascara Dorada taking on TJP. We'll have the strong openweight title match of Filthy Tom Lawler defending against the Wild Rhino Clark Connors. We'll have Eddie Kingston returning to New Japan Strong, and he will be uh, teaming up with uh, Daniel Garcia to take on Fred Rosser and Fred. Yeah, actually, I think they got this. I think they ended up switching this. I think it's going to be Kingston and Rosser against Yehai and Garcia. Um, to keep the AEW uh, canon alive. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Then also uh, Rocky Romero will be taking on Wheeler, Utah. Uh, Rocky Romero and Wheeler, Utah, sorry, will be teaming up together to take on J.R. Kratos and Black Tiger. So, again, keeping that AEW canon with Utah being a part of the best friends. So, Rocky and Utah taking on uh, Team Filthy, Kratos, and Black Tiger, continuing that Rocky Black Tiger story. And then uh, House of Black's uh, Buddy Matthews will be taking on Yuya Uemura. So uh, curious to kind of see how, uh, if he's going to be in the, the all-black air. Because I know for the last Brody match, I did announce him as a part of the House of Black. So I'm wondering, again, right. kind of keeping that AEW continuity, how that's all going to play out with some of these uh, AEW guys here. Did you see that they announced four more matches? I did not, because for some reason my Google's not working on my phone right now. And I was trying and to. And you, I'm sure you know, every Tuesday you get strong match right. announcements I've during like your show. I can. I'll fire them off here. Yeah, go for uh, it. So we've got the last four matches announced for that uh, for that show. We got. Let's see. I'll start at the bottom. Andy Brown versus Hikaleo. John Schuyler versus Big Damo. Carl Fredericks versus Josh Alexander. Oh, oh there you oh. go. And then Juice Robinson and David Finley against Jonah and Shane Haste. Mm. So, no, dang, no bad dude Tito for us here. In t- no bad dude dang Tito. <laughs> yeah, bummer uh, for you. But uh, Fredericks, Josh Alexander, that should be freaking great. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, some, a dude, lot of this stuff should be good. Juice, is- and, Juice and Finley against Jonah and Shane Haste, obviously, connect, uh, you know, continuing on that storyline. So, that's awesome. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff on that Tampa show. These yeah. strong shows are good. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. You know, I've been trying to get all like social book guys in on strong. And some of the – a lot of people are, are down in New Japan. And, you know, strong is another hour on top of all of the amount of wrestling we already watch. And, you know, we're in the house. And I, I made these guys watch this past week strong. And, you know, uh, James Boy is like, you know what, I'm in. Like, this was, this was a fun, easy it's watch. He's like, I'm in. I'm like, dude, that wasn't even like – one of the best strong. This was like a yeah. This was like a, an okay. It was good, but it was like a like an okay strong. We didn't have like any like Kingston kids or Osprey right. or any like stuff like that. So just wait till you, you get to like the, the conclusion of the tour where you get some of the, the bigger matchups. So if you guys are not I mean, watching strong, you just 
it's an easy one hour show. Uh, you look at these lineups that are happening. Um, they're, they're bangers every week. Listen, this Tampa show looks good. Yeah. Um, Tom Waller versus Clark Connors. Awesome, strong storyline, you know, uh, stuff going on there. Connors could be a guy that could, could hold that strong championship because he's been a strong original, I guess, if you want to call him. Um, that would be cool. I think it'll be a good match. I think I don't think it's quite time to take it off of Lawler. And, but then Buddy Matthews versus Yuya Yamura, I mean, like, that's just a match that speaks to my soul. Like, I'm sure everyone understands my love of Yuya Yamura, Jeremy, mm-hmm. the most, because yes. the <laughs> enjoyment that we got in LA when he got that pin. But Buddy Matthews against Yuya, God, put it in my veins. I hope they go, you know, 20 yeah. minute time limit. So they, they're going to have to go quick, but I hope they get. 12 minutes and it's awesome. That's a match that I'm definitely going to key in for. Yeah, there's just so many great matches, a lot of interesting stuff. Like, I'm interested to see how they're going to, how Swerve and also he's now signed sure. with AEW and kind of how that's going to, how he's going to fit in a strong potentially in the future. And he's yeah. facing up against Blake Christian, a guy who used to be on strong before he had his cup of coffee in uh, NXT. Um, so, are, are both those guys going to be around? Jay Lethal. Um, another guy who's you know brought in from the Jay White challenge, and he's facing Narita and uh, Jay White here, uh, Jay Lethal here. You know, big in Tampa, he has a, has a wrestling school here, the Wrestling Lab. Um, so I th- I'm sure he's going to be super over in, uh, in the show here. Well, that's going to be uh, again a fun matchup for Narita, and we've seen Narita beat some veterans and have some upsets. So, I mean, beating Lethal would be a, a pretty big deal. Um, having Kingston back, I mean, that Gabe Kid was match was so awesome. And I know. Kingston really wants to be a part of New Japan. So, again, kind of bring him back in the fold and maybe starting something with him here. With, uh, these guys here could be something uh, interesting. Um, we got the Rocky Black Tiger storyline continuing. Like, there's just so much uh, great stuff happening here. A fresh, easy, breezy hour of wrestling. If you're still one of those perverts that's watching AEW Dark, turn it off and go watch NJPW Strong, something that has some meaning to it. So, yeah. So yeah. not to trash dark. There's some good stuff. It's fun. It's whatever. But man, if you're looking for an easy um, an easy hour of wrestling to watch, that's that's the one if you're asking me. Yeah. Do do you think Clark's going to take take the strap here? I think this is the I think he's the most likely candidate of people that have faced Lawler. Yeah. Just because he's been he's his story arc has been booked so strong no pun intended, um, on, on, on the program. And he's, he's been a really important part of the program. So if they're, if they're going to put it on one of their like inside guys, it feels like he's the guy. Yeah. The only and, thing. And, and then he flies over with the strap and participates in best of super juniors. Mm, that'd be which great. I, I, which I have started to think is going to actually happen in May this year. If we're going to get back on like the traditional calendar. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, the only thing the only thing that's preventing me from maybe thinking Connors would win is WrestleMania weekend, the Lone Star sure. shootout. It's right around the corner. Like you would think maybe you do the big cow changer, especially because the Lone Star shootout, not only is it being tapered strong, they're gonna do a, a live fight TV right presentation where you can watch the whole show in one go live. So I think that might be the, the better stage to do it. But I just don't know who he would defend against because you you have Ishii facing Dickinson. Jay White's facing Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, he's already beaten 
Fredericks. At this point, he would have beaten Connors. Um, maybe Coglin. Uh, I don't know. Coglin, whenever, yeah, whenever he comes back, it's probably a little ways off, though. Yeah. Uh, See, I guess Coglin's technically on like a worldwide excursion. It seems like. Yeah, like, that's kind of what he's up over to. in Rev Pro. In, yeah. That would be a good. That would be a good play because Coglin got over as a young lion, but. Yeah, that that title's more interesting than people give it credit for too, because there's so many different directions you can go, especially in the U.S. with the open weight kind of designation. Yeah, so it'll be fun stuff. Um, in other news, Romo Takahashi will be participating in the Positive Learning Through AIDS Orphan Support Charity Auction next week. Romo will be contributing an item to be auctioned off between March 14th and 20th, with proceeds assisting children orphaned as a result of AIDS in Uganda and Kenya. Uh, to find out more about the PLAS or make a donation, you can look at their website. The link is on the njbw1972.com website. And then the funky weapon, Rizkataguchi, is holding a meet and greet online. Um, so you can join that, purchase signed goods, and you can ask him questions. So you join the New Japan YouTube on March 22nd. So we've been seeing several of these meet and greets. Last one was with uh, Filthy Tom. So now... Uh, you know, one half of the junior tag champs, six or nine. You can ask him all the six or nine questions you want. I have so many questions for <laughs> Ryu's catch <Kei> Kuchi. <laughs> Might have to get in on that. So just, I just like, why are the way you are? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, you can That's ask, the question. You could ask him what happened to Mask Horse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of great stuff to ask Gucci about. There is. He has a deep. Uh, there's a lot of deep lore with the the Taguchi. Yeah. Uh, so we just have a couple of other questions here, and then we'll run through recommended match of the week and get out of here. So a uh, question from Les Commission 7252. First, he says, I already watched a spot from G1 Climax 28 where Michael Elgin claimed that Tamatonga was unsafe for the chair shots. I disagree, but what is y'all's opinion on that spot? Do you even remember that spot? I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I also watched the Michael Elgin um, YouTube posts uh, a couple months ago, and I remember him talking about that. And I don't, I don't recall thinking they were unsafe at the time. I guess if you went and looked back at them, I'm sure you could find something unsafe about it. But it is also pro wrestling, and with chairs, um, things are <laughs> there are things that are unsafe. Um, I don't, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wasn't in the ring, so I couldn't speak to that. And I think most of these guys are really good at making things that don't hurt look like they hurt. So exactly. that, like, I, I can never say someone's, um, someone who's a professional at faking people out that they're hurt, um, is faking it or not faking it. So uh, unless it's a situation where like your leg breaks in half and it's pretty obvious of what's happening. Like, so I, I don't have an opinion on that. And I'm yeah, honestly, myself I, up I, I, I barely remember the spot to be honest. I mean, it's Michael Elgin. He says, he says, and does a lot of uh, dumb stuff. So uh, who knows if what he was saying is true anyway. So uh, second question is, is, can you guys rank Jay White's greatest rival so far in his career between Tanahashi Okada and Kota Ibushi. Oh, are those the only three options? Well, that's, that's, what, that's what he listed, but I mean, feel free to, you know, take liberty and 
Yeah, I think the, the last option is Jay White versus um, getting a green card. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed the Ibushi rivalry the most of, of the Jay White rivalries. For me, I, I, I think the most important rivalry to his career has been the Okada rivalry. Um, cause also totally. that's where he, you know, he had ended up having the, the Madison Square Garden match and they, they've had some big matches and the whole him leaving chaos to join Bullet Club could really kind of get him to where he's at right now. Um, beating him at Wrestle Kingdom um, in, in that quick fashion, 14 minutes or whatever, 15 minutes, whatever it was. Um, so I feel like the, the Okada rivalry has really has been the most important to his career. I think maybe the Abushi rivalry, like you said, they, that, that probably produces the best matches out of his they were the highest well yeah i was gonna say they're the highest stakes matches i guess they were because um the title match against well i don't know madison square garden versus tokyo dome right like right i don't know that's pretty equal probably if you really look at it so yeah yeah that's tough the tanahashi matches are I don't know, because the first match was not great, and I feel like all their matches have just not... There's always been something kind of off with their matches. I don't know why. Like, even the match where he won the title from Tanahashi mm-hmm. wasn't the greatest matchup, and I don't know if it's the chemistry or what it is, the style they wrestle, but their matches and their overall rivalry, I feel like, has not been as important to Jay White's career. It was fun. Yeah. You know, Tanahashi tap out, all that stuff. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, like I said, my choice is the Ibushi, Ibushi rivalry because I really liked, I liked the G1 final and it was a G1 final, which is huge. And then I really, I mean, the um, Ibushi, Jay White, Tokyo Dome match, that really, really long match um, was my match of the year. So, I just think, I thought they drew back on so much of their history. Like, that was, one of those quintessential new Japan matches where they do a bunch of callbacks that, um, that are a hat tip to people who are really paying attention. And, and, and then the promo after that, the J cut that got people talking about whether he was leaving and all that, like that was such a good promo. I mean, that was masterclass pro wrestling promo after that match too. And, you know, it came out of that match with the Bushi. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, that's that's his most well-rounded rivalry. And it brings out the best in Ibushi, too. And I don't think Jay White has brought out the best in Tanahashi or Okada, right? But I do think um, he's elevated Ibushi even, and that's tough to do because he's freaking great. So um, so that's kind of my, my selling point for that. Yeah. I think an uh, honorable mention could be uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Sure. Uh, I feel yeah, like they, oh, yeah. they have a lot, a lot of great matchups, and maybe there's not a ton of promos, so to say, back and forth. Right? Or a well, long, Ishii doesn't talk. So. Right, right. Or like long-term storylines, but I feel like whenever they, they do wrestle, it's yeah. just usually high stakes, and it usually ends up being a pretty great match. Well, yeah, and when Ishii knocked Jay White out of the, the G1 in the in that main event, that was, that was so awesome. Yeah. So that was cool, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great honorable mention. So I'll move on to uh, No Alarms 1995. And first he asks, what's the realistic possibility of a junior winning the New Japan Cup outright? Zero. Yeah. That's I, it. 
Sorry. <laughs> uh, second question with Abushi sideline. When would be the next opening or program for him to return, and how will he be utilized? What do you think about this one? So I think a couple of other things. There, there is the whole route of going Okada winning the whole tournament, mm. and then it's like, all right, who challenges? And if Abushi's ready, you can have him come out and challenge Okada or maybe Okada calls him out or whatever. I think that's a possibility. Um, if not that, then I, I would guess maybe the next opening, maybe you do set something up for Dominion. Because, uh, I mean, you have an April show. You have Secure Genesis. You have Don Taku, which, I mean, you could bring him back for those and potentially Super Juniors in May. And then the next big show would be Junior Dominion. So you could Dominion. hold off if you don't need him for Don Taku or Secure Genesis, hold off. And then maybe Okada's still a champion at that time and you do the Okada Ibushi match on, on Dominion. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, what we're going to see is Ibushi is going to walk out after a title match and become the next challenger. Like, because Okada's already said that he. I don't, even, I don't even know if he phrased it like he owes him a title shot, but he he wants Ibushi. But he, um, he did kind of change his tone, though. When, before Ibushi was pulled from the New Japan Cup, he was like, yeah, I feel like Ibushi needs to kind of to earn it. Sure. So so I can keep my promise. So it's kind of like he wants Ibushi to Yeah, kind of, but I kind of felt like that was just Okada trying to set up people to hope for an Ibushi win of the tournament. Mm, okay. I, I I felt like that was connected to him actually participating in the tournament. And now that he's not in the tournament, I, I think the tone will change again because I think, I truly think the play is Okada defends against whoever, right? Mm-hmm. At, at one of these matches. And then the, the next match is Ibushi, right? Like, right. and it could be at any of those three, right? They could definitely headline Dominion with that. Like, that's a huge match. It's a great match. Um, but why not just have Abushi come out and say like, Hey, I'm ready and I'm, I'm ready and I'm back and let's go. And Okada has already stated that that's something he's interested in. So I think Ibushi's going to get a title challenge against Okada. And I think that the Okada reign won't end until that happens. I don't think Ibushi is necessarily the guy that takes it off of him, but you can't rule it out. Um, so, right. I mean, yeah. that would be pretty, pretty poetic if Ibushi comes sure. back and you know beats the guy that he got injured with in the G1. And, like, it's a, it's a big what if. Like, what if he didn't What if he didn't get hurt? Like, could he have beaten Could he have won the G1? Right, yeah. Then, yeah, this, that, and the other thing, right? Yeah. So, there's, there, yeah, there's a lot of questions there. So, yeah, and I, it could be at any – I think they're probably hoping for it to be pre-G1 mm-hmm. um, because they've got really the three big, big shows before the G1. I don't think there would be something else, right? Am I missing something? If the G1's in its normal slot in July, then there's not something else. Right. I mean, Dominion would be the probably the biggest thing. And then usually they might do some kind of summer struggle thing, maybe the first couple of weeks of July, and then do G1. So I... Right. Yeah, you'd have some sort of build-up tour. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what is that tour usually called? When they announce um... all the G1 participants at, at Corican. God, I'm blanking. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking too because the yeah, destruction's usually after G1, right? Um, and all they're they're using all maybe, maybe not all is it like New Japan Road? 
Well, they're New Japan Road's like their generic, like we don't have a tour name, right? That they roll with, but yeah, I don't know why I can't remember. It'll come to me after the show, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so there's not a, I mean, there's three big shows, right? And I think you're gonna see. Here's my hope. I hope you see Okada defend against whoever knocks him out of the tournament, right? And mm. then Okada, or but before that, whoever wins the tournament, which could be any number of guys. Then whoever knocked him out of the tournament, which I hope is Shima, personally, because um, I just think that'd be cool and it opens things up and freshens things up a little bit. And then I think you see Ibushi if he's healthy, yeah. and then you're then you're in G one season. Then things kind of reset. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah, definitely the, the 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 program has to be him for Okada. I don't think there's much else you can really do outside. If of Okada that. loses the belt before he defends it against Ibushi, Ibushi's dead. Yeah. You know, like not dead, but like but it's, it's it's a real it's a real bummer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna take us to a recommended match of the week. So last week you recommended for us to watch Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi from the New Japan Cup 2018. Did you uh, rewatch this matchup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that match is still awesome, and it was still kind of surprising when Zack won. I mean, like obviously I knew the re- the result, but um. What I would, that New Japan Cup run with Zach was so awesome, and then the Tanahashi story, the those two together, this was kind of the beginning of that story, right? Or like mm. really the establishment that Zach's a, a player, right, in in the game. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it again. I think they still have fantastic chemistry. They did kind of burn out the match as they went through the next couple of years, but. Um, yeah, love this tournament final. Um, I love every tournament final in New Japan. That seems to be something that still remains relatively protected. Yeah, this was just a, a great matchup. Like you mentioned, still holds up. And, you know, we mentioned, like, Jay and Tanahashi not having the best chemistry. But I think, you know, on the flip side, Sabre and Tanahashi have great chemistry and always have uh, great matchups. And I think Tanahashi is, like, the perfect target for Zach because, you know, he, he has the injured bicep. He has the knee. Right. He uh, sometimes he has a, a bad back, and so Saber, being submission specialist he is, can pick whatever you know target he wants that day. And uh, in this match, I know he focused a lot on, on the knees and legs of Tanahashi to set up you know his various you know submission holes. And um, so yeah, it's always fun when these guys wrestle, and love to see it again soon. This was also kind of the beginning of Tanahashi's great 2018 run, which was a hell of a run. Right. <laughs> I mean, like he, all of a sudden you had kind of vintage Tanahashi. Um, and this was potentially the kind of what inspired that is, is losing this match. Right. Yeah. That gave us the, the G one finals. We got mm-hmm. him going to the wrestle kingdom and winning the, the title in that match, which yeah. was a hell of a match. Yeah. I mean yeah. this, and you know, I don't know, maybe that was Tanahashi's last really, truly incredible run. Yeah, but I don't know. He seems like a guy who's ageless, and he can tap into it. But yeah, 2018 was a really cool year to be um, keeping an eye on Tanahashi. So for the recommended match this week, and we joked about it last week. Let's let's go ahead and watch it. Uh, Naito versus Ibushi from the uh, 2018 New Japan Cup, the the, the famous uh, head drop match. One of many famous head drop matches between yeah. those two. Yeah. Hey, that's my favorite rivalry while we're i mean i guess going back to talking about rivalries like that's my favorite new japan rivalry is is naito Ibushi. so 
I'll probably go watch that. Yeah. I got time. Yeah. It's it's always a fun watch. Who knows? I might be on the show again next week. Hey, yeah, yeah, you never know. And um, yeah, so it'll be a fun to watch. I mean, there's gonna be like what we'll say like six or eight how many New Japan Cup shows, so there's a lot there'll be a lot to watch, but this will be fun to kind of throw in between all that stuff. Nice, good choice. So well, that's that's gonna wrap things up. Chris, thank you so much for uh filling in for the young boy this week. Uh tell our listeners where they can find you online and anything you got going on. Yeah, I am uh the Chris Samsa on Twitter, so that's T H E C H R A S S A M S A. I uh am running the I guess we'll call it the official New Japan Cup English language bracket challenge over at sportofprowrestling.com. Unfortunately, if you're not entered you can't enter because that's how bracket challenges work. But if you have entered, um, you can check your standings at sportofprowrestling.com. And uh, outside of the pro wrestling sphere, I, uh, I used to be in a rock and roll band called Plunkett. Um, that's kind of what I like to call my previous life. And we just posted our um, 2007 album that we made out in uh, Los Angeles. We just posted that on Spotify. So this is my chance to plug that to my pro wrestling fam. So look up Plunkett, that's P-L-U-N-K-E-T, and you'll find um, a pretty good pop punk record. And you got, you got, you got so a myself. concert coming up, right? We're uh, Yeah, I guess we're kind of back. We're just doing some stuff right around the house or right around home here. Um, but yeah, we're doing, we're doing a show at the end of March, and uh, we'll see kind of where it goes. But yeah, I'm tapping back into the, the, musical, uh, the musical brain that I, that's still up in my head. So I'm kind of excited for it. But worth checking out the album um there's some good there's some good jams on there i go i can go back and listen to it a little bit um um with, with a little bit less bias now and it still holds up so it's worth a listen nice so I'll, I'll, I'll make like six I'll cents if someone streams it so <laughs> you know i'll take the six cents yeah I'll, I'll give it a play get, rack up those cents for you yeah give it a spin <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap things up. Next week, we'll be back to uh, review the latest New Japan Cups and preview uh, everything coming up forward with the tournament. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider making a donation. If it's socialsuplex.com, click on the donate button under the Keeping It Strong style logo. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, we are at KI Strong Style. I'm at Jeremy L. Donovan. The show or the network is at Social Suplex, uh, Facebook.com slash Social Suplex on Instagram. At so Suplex on Reddit on the post Black Guy just keeping a strong style. You can email me, Jeremy at socialsuplex.com and check out all of our other shows that we have here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Lada and James Boyd, the Grave Consequences Podcast, hosted by Caleb and Maserati, All Things Elite, hosted by Floyd and Austin, and the AEW Match Guide Podcast, hosted by Sir Sam. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review, and we will catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. 
engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.